And now for our feature presentation. I know you came to party, so get up on your feet, darling. Yeah, baby, just trick that body and sing along with me. Come on. I know you've been searching. Hey, girl, it's all up on me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello everybody, hello. Welcome to the Idol Matinee podcast. This week we're changing things up. We've hopefully got a lot of great conversation we're going to have naturally. But without further ado, who's here? I'll jump at once. Oh, I'm here. I'm here, Greg. What, me, I'm normally... Who's normally here? Greg, in the studio. Studio Greg. Hello, and it's Chris. Um, looking forward to going into the 70s. Hola, compañeros. It's me, Johnny Ribena. Glad to be here. A lot of great energy in the room tonight, so we're going to hopefully have some good chats that sat. Let's begin. So, as everybody knows, we... I don't know if anyone else has seen a film called King Rocker. Have you seen King Rocker, Chris? Um, yeah, you, you spoke about it the other week, so I've watched sort of the beginning oh, part good. of it. Okay, so... Yeah, that's good. We have spoke about that. So we, as people that listen, we've got about 20 listeners to this podcast and obviously most of them probably can't make it to the end, most that listen. And we want to apologise first for the round story last from well, last no, week. No, 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 I'm sorry. The thing you were meant to be addressing at the beginning of this podcast was the feedback. And you've got that's to start what I'm going to go into. Oh, right, okay. Sorry, yeah. So yeah, but I just thought, you know that round table story <coughs> we did last week? Yeah. That was a bit... Well, no, did, you, did you enjoy that? I can't remember it. Let's move on anyway, that's the old news. Um, so yeah, Chris has got a bit of feedback from somebody called Dan, it sounds like a lovely young man, and he listens to the podcast on the way to work, and he's... Dan, Dan, he's a lovely young man. ...given us five points of feedback, so I'd like to go through each one and see what everyone's views on that are and how we can change the podcast to make, hopefully make it better and get better. So here we go. So the first piece of feedback is he likes the chat and feels part of it. Yeah, weird. And that's, it's almost like I've been saying we should do more chat and less improvs and stuff and just... Do a, like normal people do a podcast, and they just talk and just keep talking, and then and then finish it. Don't keep doing stupid comedy bits, which turns out no one likes apart from us because we, we do them and we're pissed. Well, I don't like it. We're pissed and stone. No, Johnny doesn't even like it. We're pissed and stone, so we li- we do it and we lo- we laugh when we're doing it, and we listen back to it. And we're laughing because we're fucking pissed stoned idiots. But no one else is a pissed stoned idiot, and they're not part of our little crew doing it at the time. So when they yeah, if you just listen to it on its own merit, if you pretend you don't know us. And you just fucking turn on your radio, whatever, radio, and put on a podcast and you listen to that shit, it's fucking terrible. It really is. It's just like, it's, it's just, it, you've got to be in on the joke. I know, Chris, please. You know, I know we do this podcast for us as well, but I, I want to do it for other people as well. Can we let Chris be? I want to, yeah. Yeah, I would say it is one person's feedback. Mm. You know, there is others out there. Yeah. And, and secondly. True. I've forgotten the second point. <laughs> that's, that's the damn weed. So that's, uh, that is, um, I take all of it on board, and I would like to say that I like to do all the round stories, all the improvs, pretty seriously, and put a lot into it. Chris? Yeah, the second point was that he said that he reckons about one in ten improvs work, though. Yes. It's really funny. Well, that's the thing, yeah, one in ten. So, like, we've got to, that's got to be tighter. It's a little be... bit like married at first sight Australia weddings. No, that's it's not. one in 35 that works. No, it's one in 100. It's <laughs> one to be in 100. Honest, that's probably that's more positive than I was expecting. One in ten works. That's more positive than I was expecting. Well, that's not and bad. Like, but that's just going to encourage Barry to do, like, 
Seven in the podcast now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll do ten. Well, as long as we do ten a podcast, then one of them will hit. Yeah, no, we can't do that. It's. I think that will encourage me to put more effort into them with you guys. We should help you out more with improv and get you sort of feeling. Shut up. We should do ten times less. We should do ten times less uh, improv. Um, It'll also help me concentrate on maybe doing one improv that's decent. Oh, by the way, just got to let you know that Greg has now got a soundboard. That's what the clapping was at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, do one improv that is decent. Um, yeah, so that's going forward with the improvs. That's where we're going to go. Shall, shall I move on to point number two? Uh, Dan dislikes round stories as he doesn't feel part of it. This makes him switch off and not finish the podcast. I think that can relate to the round story. That's why I apologised at the beginning from last week, the Keith and Tina tales. That went on a bit long. I reckon if we do them, we only go around once or yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah. I do like, they're really good fun to do. They yeah. are really good fun to do. And we shouldn't let Dan crush our Thank dreams you. if we're enjoying ourselves. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think we'd be better off, I think it's kind of a waste of time. That we, we're not a waste of time, but we, I think we, we're better at doing other things. I think we're just having If a, you want to do a fucking a drone chat. podcast, go and do a fucking drone podcast. If I, I want to do a drone podcast. <laughs> no, no I, I talk about drone stuff because I bring a bit more the real life into it. You don't talk, what you want to do is portray a fucking weird comedy, like, introduction guy I don't know you don't bring anything of yourself to the podcast it's just like it's just you're just constantly that's why you don't like talking I guess like, I don't know what the fuck it is you just want to do these fucking bits if they're great comedy bits then yeah but it's not it's just all ad-lib shows it's like watching Twist like working with you is like watching that fucking Oliver Twist film like no because that wasn't improvised well, no, I don't know if it was improvised if I, it was fucking shit if I came on this podcast and just cried for two hours that'd be, be a good podcast uh, well, I'd, I'd rather listen to that than your intro so I'd like to put on a mask and, yeah but, yeah, I'd rather listen, listen to me talk about fucking drones, droning all about well, you've drones. You've got a big heart to love story you want to talk about this week. No, I'm, I'm not fucking okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe next week. She can, uh, she can uh, go fuck herself. Back. Hopefully she's be listening. She can go I am being myself. This is me. I've got to be the host and pull you guys in line. And I've also got to be natural like, chat as well. I don't want to do, like, not just drones, right? <laughs> I don't, I, obviously, I've been talking about that because that's, that's what's going on in, in real life. That's like something that I'm doing in real life. But yeah, movies, whatever. The, the, just shit that's going on in... Yeah, just I just want to do more talking and not just cut, like constantly cutting away to a... That's, that's what Dan's saying. There's just too many of them. If we'd, they'd hit more if we did them every now and again. We're really up for doing it. And we're like, oh, we've got a really good idea for it. We've all planned out a little. Well, not planned it out. Yeah, well, it's going to be improv. But yeah, like the like yeah, the, the Game of Thrones idea. That's not bad. It's going to be good. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I think we should stick to like how we did before. Yeah. Like hence the name Idle Matinee. We to stick to yeah, famous scenes. Talking, and then it was just an odd famous improv. scenes oh, yeah. from films and TV shows that we can recreate that everyone can connect to and and they know where we're coming from rather than okay. Our own okay, ki- we'll get, kitchen we'll get sink thing point. with dildos up the arse. Imagine if that. we had another listener wrote in next week saying they love the improvs. Chris, over to you. <laughs> <laughs> I really, my favourite improv. I know this is probably a bit. Is this meta? Like meta? meta I don't know. My favourite was the Frank Spencer and the Shining one. They were good. We used to do those. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't remember. That's we read the actual script. Oh, we mixed the yeah. character with the Johnny. Thing. Oh yeah. So I did, uh, this sort of relates to this point because like after the great response we had from last week's A Team improv, and then oh, we were all very excited about doing an A Team Thundercats mashup, weren't we? Oh yeah. But sure. I thought we we could do as well if we were still doing them. We could do one about where the A Team are now and call it the OAP Team. B.A. Barakis could be recovering from cancer. The face has HIV. Murdoch is now played by Jack Nicholson, and Hannibal is a force ghost like Duke Ellington. I like the idea 
But I was thinking more um, Bodger and Badger and Chuckle Brothers mashup. Or Chuckle Hounds. Yeah, you could do them. Sounds good. Okay, so uh, moving on to Dan's feedback. Let's just get through this. He said about the improv, we already covered that. He liked Greg's What Does Google Know About You, Seggy? See, which got shut shut down, but this is this is what I'm thinking. That you're a spastic, right? And Dan's got the right that I should produce the show and just be in charge of what, what we actually do because it turns out, I know this is only one person's feedback, but I can't help but think that other people might feel the same as well. Well, that was, so that bit was quite a good bit that I tried to introduce and you shut it down immediately and tried to like, carry on with an improv or whatever. But yeah, we could do that every week because like, it just kicks off stories. It just kicks off shit for us to talk about. It did the last time. I, I, went, I mentioned it and it was about Scorsese or whatever. Uh, and we had Johnny? shit to talk about. Sorry, yeah. Johnny? I just wanted to check with Chris. Does Dan really exist, or was it just Greg sent you an email, a, a, a direct message? <laughs> I love all Greg's bits. I was just having a really good idea, actually. I just had a really good idea. I was thinking we should actually get Dan on here in a couple of weeks and go. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. why not? We get much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all he's, not, he's not very funny, but you know he's an engineer. <laughs> so him and, him and Greg will get on like a house on fire then. <laughs> I'll just move on to the next point oh, about... Um, <laughs> not, not doing very well with these sound effects. Dan, uh, number five, he listens in the car. Car sound effect there, Greg. Yeah, well, they're, um, they're not like that, are they? So That's struggles the with the variable sound levels. Hopefully, Dan, we've sorted the variable sound levels out this week um, because we are doing it not from the iPad. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously, that depends on microphones and everything else. So without further ado, that's all Dan's feedback. It was lovely to have that feedback. I just wanted to say as well that Dan, that Chris used to be our feedback man, and, and but now he's joined the podcast. Obviously, he can't give us the feedbacks, really, because he's part of it. So it's good that we have got this other feedback person, because it did improve. Chris? Yeah. Chris, yeah. I was going to say, um, do you know the first ever feedback well recorded was in 79 BC, um, while Cicero was giving a speech at the Roman Forum? Oh, nice. Apparently some people at the back couldn't hear him. Uh, Feed to the back! (laughs) Well, that freshens us up for our first improv this evening called The Fall of the... (laughs) No, joking. So, uh, anyway, what have you been doing this week, fellas? What have you been watching or reading or relaxing? Any nice wanks? I've been working on another pitch after the success of Fucker in the Bin. Mm. Um, I came up with another pitch. It's a bit like Married at First Sight. We get a group of women and they get each get a head start. It could be done like with a big wheel that you spin around, like play your cards right, or a buzzer, and each woman gets a different time to run into the maze. Uh, then the rapist is released. It's called Rape at First Sight. And then at the weekend, you can have Celebrity Rape at First Sight. And I was thinking it could be hosted by John Leslie. Ooh. Satirical, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, that's what I've been working on. <coughs> Okay. I um, realised that last week, so last week being the 70th, like I mentioned at the beginning, enjoying going into the 70s, so I was thinking um, I'd write a couple of 1970s jokes. So I looked at feedback, and an anagram of feedback is beefcake, which of course is a throwback to the sexist language a sodomite might have used in the 70s. Um, and also... <coughs> Another another (laughs) joke was this week I had my first mixed race. Um, I won, but it's a bit disappointed because the trophy was only half cast. (laughs) (laughs) And I watched Master Chef. And I watched Master Chef. Uh. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, have you noticed on the uh, on the news this week? There's been a lot of trans stuff. I think Michael Bay's to blame. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I'm currently struggling with uh, lockdown a bit, so I will say a bit about open up with you guys about how I'm feeling. Because, like you say, Greg, that I don't, and I sort of put on a mask or a little comedy act or whatever that yeah. shit, but as you all know, I'm a extreme sports head kind of guy, <laughs> and if we didn't have to stay out right now, I'd be out there boogie boarding, parasailing, parachute jump, bungee, snowboarding, freight riding, all that kind of jazz. <laughs> uh, so I'm just get, glad that we're getting to the end of this lockdown. And I just want to say, um, as you are, Greg, extreme roller coasters, one percent Toblerone. What's that like? <laughs> what? What'd you say? That's it. I'm done. One percent Toblerone. Togolese, you mean? I'm just reading out the list. All right. I think. I think you mean Togolese, didn't you? Was that was that the joke? Togolese. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I am 1% token, but I, th- I think most of us are probably 1% token. So I think the thing I like best about this uh, podcast is, like last week, what I was saying is, as I was going through the list, a lot of good soundboard effects this week. Hopefully Dan likes... Let him get it out of this system. Dan likes that. But last week I was saying, I was going through, right, I'm going to go through the, the podcast prep list and bring up everything that's on our minds we've been talking about, and um, you didn't like that very much because you just feel it's just going on and on. So I could... Start from that. I am going to go through it again because that's my role here. I feel to do that, and if that's an improv, it's an improv <laughs> story. I, I, story. And I apologise to Dan, but that's just me. But I want the other you guys to stop me now and please talk about what we want to talk about this week, and I will join in as well. To be fair, I, I was a bit harsh saying like, "Oh, you don't, you don't say anything about yourself." To be fair, no one has really. No one else has either, apart from me. I'm the only one who's really divulged anything about mm. themselves. So I could have a go at everyone about that. Really, I could say, "Hey guys, it's your turn to really." T-. Nah, we don't need to do that. It wasn't what I meant. I just mean that we should just be able to talk amongst ourselves, have a normal conversation, not as characters, but you know what I mean, or as people presenting a podcast, just as ourselves. Because that is the stuff that usually works the best, and that's the sort of stuff that Dan wants you, to hear. He thought by episode. Yeah, because I tell you what makes me laugh, Baz. Like, because you are good. You're more like you are more like a perform, like a talent, like I say, doing a presenter rather than actually just being part of it. Like, it's weird. Like, it seems you you occasionally fall into a natural, like just a normal conversation, but it seems like it's it's always numbered. Like the time. It's, well, it's only going to be for a few minutes. It's like, oh, I go, it's, you, it's like you realise you're having a normal conversation. You're like, oh shit, I bet I've got to read something off the phone. Well, only, only, when, only when Weird. it goes silent or there's nothing yeah. going on. Huh? There've been quite a few. <laughs> there've been quite a few scandals in the news this week. Has anyone been keeping up with the Mia Farrow and Woody Allen story? Yeah, uh, we can talk about that. Yes. Let, let, yeah, let's, well, that's our first topic. Of conversation. That's our first topic. Then let's play a one, little. One thing I noticed. One thing I noticed is I don't know if you noticed the coincidence that they both like having sex with musicians. Because oh, Mia Farrow be... famously mm. fucks an Artra and allegedly Woody fuck Dylan. Well, well, well. Wait, say that that's again. Quite good. Wait. But not oh. very appropriate. So, have you watched Alan vs. Farrow? <coughs> so, I'm a bit late with that one. Wrong soundboard. Oh, so I have. It's just a joke I made up in a week. I don't really care about things like that. Oh, okay. Oh, do uh, you want to talk about that? Oh, right. 
So again, Johnny, do you want to do a shit joke? Me and Barry, we actually want to talk about the Woody Allen and Mia Farrow yeah, thing. Yeah, You've got nothing to say about well, it. You can talk about it. I'm not, I didn't, I haven't oh. changed the subject. I've, part of it was I forgot that she married Frank Sinatra. Yeah, so that was before. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you my yeah, thoughts on it. In the early days. <clears throat> okay, so this has been my subject this week uh, that you get, gave me last week. And you said, because I look slightly like Woody Allen, and he's done nothing for people that look like him, because now he's actually a paedophile. Um, I decided to Allegedly. go a little bit deeper into the story. Allegedly. And that documentary... I think he always was. So I watched Alan vs. Farrow, episode one and episode two, me and Greg did. Yep. And it basically, it does a fine in Neverland on him. By the end of watching that, you're like, yeah, he's guilty as fuck. Yeah. yeah. He did it. And it's so dodgy. But then, I read an article in the... Go- and also, there's a few bits... There's bits in it where he, some guy got all of his scripts... But all the scripts about older men and younger girls, and he also dated a sixteen-year-old as well. And obviously, all the his sexual abuse on Dylan, and then she said it on camera. But I read an article in the Guardian this week that said that that documentary left loads of stuff out, and it's cancelling Woody Allen. And it's something about how Mia Farrow had three other kids that passed away that no one knows about. Some of the people withdrew the complaint. Some people reckon she. So you don't really know. I don't know what's wrong, what to believe or what not to believe, but I will tell you this, after watching Manhattan, sorry, I watched Manhattan after watching Alan vs. Farrow, because in that film, he's a 40-year-old man dating a 17-year-old girl. 42. Can you remember that? I'll tell you it quick. He's 42. Yeah, 42. She's 17. His mate is having an affair with Diane Keaton. Oh, Chris, go on. I can't comment. I've got to sort of bow out dignified at this stage, so... (laughs) Yeah, no, there's nothing. Oh, so you've done a wedding? No, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with the age gap, right? Because I, I, I myself. I mean, uh, who doesn't like a go for a younger girl? But obviously, but I mean, seventeen's probably seventeen's. No, but the thing is, right? Yeah, the thing is, yeah. I watched shit like that, and I didn't sit there thinking like, oh, it's creepy. It's creepy. You being fully wrecked. Oh yeah, I, I was fully wrecked. Uh, it's not so much creepy that a 42 year old man being, but 17 is a little bit young it wasn't so much the age gap it was the fact it was Woody Allen I thought nah he's creepy I thought I'm 42 right and I looked at the bird and I was thinking yeah I could see myself with her I thought yeah I don't think I'd look too weird with her I think I think that'd be alright but it was Woody Allen like him his, him being 42 and just being really creepy like yeah and just and really Jewish <laughs> really creepy old and Jewish he, he, he just looked older Mia Farrow didn't mind too much when it was her being the young girl going out with Frank Sinatra, did she? Yeah, but things were different. She was like a, she was yeah. well young when they married. That's really true. That's really that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Do you think because you fall into the trope that society finds it more acceptable for men to be with younger women? Than yeah, obviously, yeah. Women oh, yeah to so. be with younger men. It's like a South Park when uh... actually we all know what each other's like. Yeah, of course we do, of course we do. We then like, nah, that isn't right at all because we know what's what's happening there. Yeah, yeah we all, we're all the same. Men are all the same. And so well, are then that's a trope. Can you, did, can you go into a bit more detail, please, Chris? <laughs> what, what is yeah, I know. You got a bit vague there, didn't you? <laughs> well, just like sugar... It smells like sugar puffs. It's not had the raw tides of time wafting over it. It's not Can you had just that, go that into a bit more detail, please, Chris? Yeah, there's not the same. There's not the same um, woundage that's built up over time, and um, what do you call it? Scarring. Yes, yeah, like emotionally and well, labially. You know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but surely so, the what about the disconnect of the years of actually dating someone who's much much younger? Does that not a problem? 
Look, I've got a nonce. I don't really want to go, yeah, I'm the show's not. Like, he does really good cartoons. He's a great talker. This guy, he's just this. And I'm the nonce. No, no.
This week. But then he was like, what is, we're watching again together this week. <laughs> Go on, Johnny, what are you going to say? Well, it's only the... Um, that's it was shit, Because I, I don't... Rec- I haven't seen that film in years, but it reminded me of like Louis C.K.'s film "I Love You, Daddy." Remember that came oh, out? Oh yeah, and just got, at the time there disappeared. was a disappeared of him wanking. That was weird. That film because that, that was that, that. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, but that was uh, in a similar vein, wasn't it? Yeah. But obviously, it came out at the time that his scandal occurred, as opposed to Woody Allen. It's, he's basically sort of been dragged over the coals in different news stories over the what the last twenty years? Would you say? Yeah, a lifetime of nonce critique. Uh, I feel sorry for him. Well, sort of. You, you, know, would, you would, Chris. Case. You would feel sorry for Chris. <coughs> no, I'm not I'm not playing this character. <laughs> unlike, unlike the famous quote, he gets older and so does his daughter. <coughs> so, but yeah, it was pretty dark because he, he broke up with her in the early part of it and was like really like, oh, you should see boys your own age and blah, blah, blah and all this. And then, yeah, got st- straight... It's, it reminds me, I've been in a similar situation, not not like him, I'm not as creepy as him. Oh, two nonces on the podcast. Huh? Two nonces on the podcast, Chris and Greg. No, I don't mean the age thing, oh. I meant with, with getting with We're one girl. Sexual yeah. Sexual <laughs> yeah, no, no, wait, I'm not a nonce. Hey, stop dragging me down with you, you. <laughs> no. And Chris is, it's Chris's nonce uh, thing. <laughs> Chris is not a nonce. Uh, no one's a nonce. Nonsense. Um, nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. Oh, we'll cut all this out. Um... No, but I've been a similar thing. So he's gone like, right, I want to be with Diane Keaton because he thinks, oh, she's great. And then, yeah, has a little thing for her. She turns out to be a bit of a Gabby or whatever. I was just like, yeah. Well, no, actually, she says to him to begin with, like, oh, look, I'm in a... Th-. She's like, he's really creepy with her. He's like, oh, I thought I'd kiss you. I don't know. When was I meant to kiss you? I don't know. I'm not so sure. And, yeah. Did you like that when I just kissed you just now? And, oh, it's fucking you don't horrible. have to kiss me when you're doing that. <laughs> I do, it's- it's easier to make it out. So, Chris and Johnny. Uh, oh, oh, I'm, sorry. I'm still fucking talking about. Done Manhattan. No, you done Manhattan. You just repeat what I've already said. No, you, no, you didn't go into detail about it. Okay. I'm saying this why I fucking. I don't want to hear how much he kisses her. Like, on the fucking graphic. <laughs> well, I'm saying no because you don't. You, you don't. You don't talk about the nitty gritty. That's what I'm saying. These boys aren't getting uh, understand how, how shit is. How shit he is. So, he, so he's going for Diane Keaton, and then she's like, but only goes with him, like because he's really creepy and sort of forces her to. <laughs> <laughs> it's hit any old one. Okay. Hey, 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 can I just say something, yeah. Greg? Yeah. That's how love works. Mate. <laughs> yeah, that's the mistake you've been making. Yeah, no, yeah. I tried that with the, the, the Tinder girl. Woody was, Allen. <laughs> the Tinder girl. I tried all that. Like, hey, you like that? Why are you just now? Uh, yeah. Anyway, so he, he creeps in there with her. Then she realizes, oh, actually, I, I prefer the guy that I was just seeing. I'm still in love with him. And then Woody is obviously like, oh, depressed about it. He's like, oh, yeah, no, actually, no, I do, I do like her, um, the original, the tra- yeah, little Tracy. It's like, how the fuck you could expect, you know I mean? And, but she's entertaining the fact going like, oh, yeah, I guess I could wait six months for you, Woody. Yeah, right. She'd be fucking every bloke in England. Like, she'd come here, 17 years old, she'd get rooted by everyone, including me if I was around then in the 70, well, was the year I was born. But, yeah, had I been of age. But anyway... Fucking yeah! There's no way there. She's gonna save herself for some. She's gonna save herself for some little weedy fucking Jewish guy, like old Jewish guy. Yeah, right. It's bollocks. But anyway, yeah. What would really happen is she'd go, no, sorry, you can't have me now because you wanted that other bird and you can't you can't come back to me now. And I've been in a similar situation, but it was a bit more complicated. The 70s were different though. Yeah, but I didn't. You know what I mean? Woody Allen's Woody Allen. Yeah. Chris. I, yes. Did Manhattan come out before um, Crocodile Dundee? Yeah. About five years, six years, five, so they, six they years. Based that on that. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's seven years. Oh John, no, yeah. Crocodile Dundee was based on Manhattan. Johnny, <laughs> what you got to say? 
We've just had a little break to calm things down for a few seconds, just because we're all getting a little bit, all of us... Got really passionate about Manhattan. Little, very passionate about Woody Allen and Manhattan. But we'd like to move on to the next subject now, because we have a lovely new guest to the podcast, and his name is Draco. Uh, Johnny knows, Johnny's known this man for a long time. To any new listeners, this might not mean a lot to some people, because... I've known everybody... him quite a long time as well. I used to play five-side football with there him. There we go. He's, 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 my goal, he's our goalie. We, had, we, had some, uh, we, we killed some giants, didn't we, Draco, back in the day? Yes, boy, we did. <laughs> we did. It 15, was good fun. 15 was good years fun. ago, <laughs> 16 years ago, something like that. Uh, Johnny was... Uh, Please, Johnny, you've known Draco for a long time. Do you want to introduce, tell us a little bit about him and then let Draco tell us a little bit about himself? Well, uh, we've got madcap Draco, famous for caps, famous for comics, famous for a few other things that he may want to divulge. I just thought I'd invite him on as a local businessman and raconteur, see how he's been coping during lockdown and uh, what a go on. And we promise we won't talk comics because we know it's a busman's holiday for you. Oh, I thought I thought it was going to be the comic special. I thought that was the main reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're com- we not talk about this before. Barry, Barry, anti anti podcast. Like Barry wants to, like to have one listener by the end. It's like he's straight into an improv. Who's going to get Draco to an improv? Barry's straight into the anti podcast podcast club. Yeah, yeah. Well, talking about improvs. We can do the comics as well, but yeah. we can do the comics with the, no. it, it, the sense that. You can say something that's comic related or ask something that's comic related or maybe talk about one division or whatever the fuck and then I'll crush all your dreams by telling you the reality of what happens in the comics versus <laughs> shocking moments that they put into the TV and film. Perfect. That's, that's fair, right? Yeah, oh, that's, that's great. Oh, we'll that. oh, yeah, there is one thing, I sh- one thing I should have said in the introduction as well is... Barry will probably try and sabotage this because he's jealous about the podcast we're, we're doing after lockdown. Um, and he's been bringing it up quite regularly that it's quite bitter. So just bear that in mind. Well, let's hope you didn't both come on here to promote that today. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about, by the way. He's just you know, nothing to do me at all. I've read a comic recently. <laughs> I've read a comic recently called The Department of Truth. It's quite good. Right, cool. Good job. Yes, all right. Uh, no, okay, I just cool, randomly cool. came across it. I don't. I just. I don't know. It's, oh, did, then did you read it as well? Wah, wah, yeah, it's quite good though. It's about like um, conspiracy theories and Harley Harvey Oswald and stuff. It's gone. It's gone super hot because it's been greenlit for a TV show or something. Ah, so it's right. It will be it will be in the public eye soon enough. Uh, but there's so many, so many, so many TV shows, so many uh, films that are being made from uh, comics that most people probably aren't. It's not even a big deal that it's adapted from a comic anymore because there's so many of them. And if you look at the last twenty years, uh, sci-fi, action, adventure, there's been so many that the yeah the, the list's too long, and some of them are shocking. Mm. <laughs> Chris. Mm. Yeah, Draco. Um, my son started reading One Piece, the manga like, right. comics. I don't know what it's about at all. Do you know what it's about at all? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is yeah, this is the pirate one. But I can't, I can't do manga. I can't do manga and anime. It's just, uh, I, I tried it in the mid-80s when they first started translating it. And uh, I, was always, I was always put off by the facial expressions and the big bug eyes. And uh, the black and white. Uh, I, I, I'm just not fussed about black and white artwork. I grew up in the 70s having shitty reprints of all the cool American stuff. And then when we got our hands on all the cool American stuff in full colour, I couldn't go back. So, so do you not like that? Some Sorry. guys are seriously talented. I just, I just don't care. But how old you, how old you boy, man? 
He's 10. So, like, I grew up on, like, 2000 AD, all that right. sort of stuff. Same. And then, but he's gone straight into manga. But he got me into... I'm really worried about him. Well, I did, like, watching some of the cartoon stuff, but he got me banging to Dragon Ball Z, which I never <laughs> thought I would. But the early ones are really good. I, honestly, if you read them, the early ones are really good, really stupid, really sexist. It was completely... Yeah. I think, I think Ian, will remi- uh, Ian will remember I got you into Dragon Ball Z before it was even in this country, didn't I? I've still got all of those. I've still got all the Spanish language Dragon Ball books that you uh, that you gave me fucking ages ago, man. Ages and ages ago. You're right, and you uh, you bought them back in what, like '93, and uh, yeah. hit over here until the late '90s. I watched the uh, I watched the anime, and it was uh, it was shocking, absolute madness beyond. If I'd have done some acid and then watched it, I could probably enjoy it a little bit more. But, Ian, no. so you say you don't there, like anime? There are, about, there are about five or six different Dragon Ball Z cartoon series, aren't there? There's one where he's Son Goku, the child, and then the monkey child, all the way up to when he's an adult. Yeah. What's his, his um, tutor is this old guy who takes these pills to go really small and then he hides <laughs> in the toilet to look up girls' skirts when they're yeah, like this. Uh, Kami <laughs> Seven, the uh, turtle master. Yeah. Chemi and his uh, shrinking granddad? <laughs> Something. <laughs> well, so, so, Draco. <laughs> Draco, you say you don't like anime. So, you don't like what? Ninja Scroll, Fist of the North Star, all the classics. You like Akira? Akira? Ghost in the Shell? Akira! Canada! Yeah, I remember selling you loads of them. You came in the shop and badgered us for discount. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That's right. And 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 2000 AD as well. I'm like Chris. I, I was I was 2000 AD man. I didn't. I never got into Marvel. I don't, I like the Marvel films and everything, but I don't know the comics for shit. You know what I mean? I don't know the Batman. Like that's obviously Batman's DC or whatever. But I mean, I don't know my numbers and stuff. You know, my Spider-Man ones and two or whatever. Fine, I ain't got a fucking clue. What? It's a pretty bad statement, isn't it, to just say that they're shit, but you don't read them. <laughs> no, I'm not saying they're shit. No, I, I, they're good. If I, if I, if I, if I go out my way to look at them and whatever, I'm saying I was never drawn to them. I was instantly, as a kid, I was instantly drawn to the British, like side of of comics, which was to yeah, which I guess, and not because I was, I was like uh, like uh, being loyal to, like I was being jingoistic or whatever. Like uh, it was because. Yeah, because just, just, that was what was on the shelf, and it was violent. Maybe because it's violent, actually, because in 2000 AD, there's blood. In Marvel, there's no blood in Marvel stuff, is there? Really? It's like minor blood. Oh, there is now, because it's changed. Oh, Deadpool. It's changed the early, Deadpool the early and stuff 2000s, like that. They all, all of the American companies gave up the Comics Code Authority, which was started in the 50s because of uh, the movement against comics being uh, responsible for juvenile delinquency and oh, right. a massive, like a Puritan thing. Yeah, a massive back history to it. In the early 2000s, things changed dramatically because what happened was people of my age who'd grown up with comics had to, uh, well, we were lucky because the comics grew up with us. Yeah. What you're finding now is that culturally things have changed so much. Like Chris is saying, his boy's 10, they're, they're the point now is anything. There's no with in the seventies. You just got British reprints and you got British school fun action adventure. Yeah. We, were only, we were still twenty five minutes away from the Second World War, so most of the stuff was military based. Yeah. And uh, and in the late eighties, all that shit died out. Uh, by that point, we had the crossover. We were getting the manga. We were getting the anime. Uh, things were getting more violent. They were more more mature. Mature readers, comics, and titles were growing. So now, so you say Marvel got more violent in the two early two thousands. 
Marvel yeah, started doing yeah, blood yeah. and stuff. That's, yeah. that's when it that's when it picked up. When did Deadpool come out? When did Deadpool f- say that again? When did Deadpool as a character come out? It, uh, uh, Dead, gonna, Deadpool what? was uh, Deadpool was like like not, uh, around nineteen ninety ish. Something oh, right, like okay. that. So it's like about 89, 90 or ninety one. Right. But the idea was that they suggested that the character was violent, but they didn't ever really show anything. Right. Island for quite a while because it was still comics. Yeah, 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 got you. That's quite. A, that's that's interesting. He in made a massive run in the nineties where it was just all. It's just all humour. It's just all gags. There's no. There was no violence. No violence and then yeah. they up, then they up the ante and started showing it from more violence. Just jump in there, quick one for you. Deadpool came out the tenth of February two thousand sixteen. Just googled it. What the film? Oh, Not the film, you know. Movie day. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, yeah, sorry, that's you. <laughs> you're, you're an idiot. Oh, okay, so I'm just saying, from his comic, oh, he's doing a bit. comic book status of arguments, you've had Greg say, I don't know my numbers or anything, and him just talk about a film instead of the first comic. Other than that, we're doing quite well. <laughs> Chris? Uh, well, it, was a, it was a chance for Draco to show his Chris. Voice. I remember Draco, like, in, you're right, about the 90s, because I remember I used to collect the odd Marvel and DC title, then, but what I try and do is always only collect things where I thought I could get the whole run of it. So there was this thing called Angel and the Ape, which was this Marvel. Like it was a four series thing, but it it started off funny. I thought, oh, this is going to be quite edgy and weird, but it wasn't. It was just like Congo. It played out like that, but it was all about the humour and. Yeah, it was really recognisable that then when two thousands came in. So I didn't realise it was like the comic book authority or whatever it was that then that kicked that. You got was that the uh, the nineties one? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was based on a late sixties title, which was kind yeah. of, um, trying to be cutting edge in the late sixties, and it didn't work then, and it didn't work in the early nineties. It was done by Phil uh, Phil Foglio and his missus, or Foglio, however you pronounce it. And I was really disappointed. It was actually quite shit. So you did well to leave that one alone. It was no, I've got it. I've got all. I've got the series of it because, like I said, I'd only collect things I thought I could get the whole series of, and I could. So it was only four issues, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Ian, now we've got you on. What sort of value do you think those four comics have now? They're fifty p bit in specials, mate, but um, <laughs> and they probably cost they probably cost a pound when they came out. So um, gutting, gutting. At but least. I'm guessing that. I'm guessing that uh, did you hoard them, Chris? Have you still got them? I've still got them, yeah. I've got boxes of comics like that. Awesome. Good man, good man. That's what I like to hear. So rather than investing in Bitcoin, you you put your money in art. <laughs> I did. I've got some like really early copies of The Eagle and that that I've just left, but they're just like all packed up in bags. And they're actually at my mate Dan's. They're in his garage. What's, <laughs> Draco, what's the most expensive comic you've got in your shop at the moment? What's, so like, what's, what's the one that's... Is it my copy of Deadpool by any chance? <laughs> What? Oh, oh, yeah, that's that's safely in my boxes, Johnny boy. How much is Did that you... worth now? I don't know because it's actually a, you. The, the copy that I've got of yours is actually a newsstand edition. So you've actually got the American newsstand edition, which is a lot scarcer than the direct market edition. And the difference between the two is the direct market was something that was created in the early eighties to distribute comics directly to comic book stores, comic speciality stores, uh, to uh, make it easier access for everyone. And the newsstand was simply exactly what you would expect. You'd go to uh, any convenience store, corner shop or whatever in the States, and you'd buy it. it. And the difference was it would have a barcode on it. 
And if you recognise any American comics from the 80s, 90s and 2000s, instead of uh, having a barcode where the UPC box was, it'd have like a picture of Spider-Man or something like that. And yeah, you're... Yeah, yeah. This is a beautiful newsstand copy. And the great thing about the newsstand copies, if you get them in high grade, they're much scarcer because they were handled by non-caring hands because the direct market would have been serving knowledgeable people in a comic book shop who, even when they were touching the stuff on the shelves, still would have made sure that they didn't have too much smegema on their hands, whereas, obviously, going into a convenience store in America, God knows what people will be Spooge! This spooge will have my Spider-Man. How much is it worth? Yours wasn't a high-grade copy, but it's still worth a ton. So, so, um, so how come you've got his comic? So he sold it to you out of desperation? For, for... Uh, was he, I, he got rid of all of his comics years and years and oh. years ago, and uh, I, I specifically told him to keep it because for some bizarre reason I just had a funny feeling that Deadpool would be a hit ten years down the line. And um, Bang on the money. Bang on the money, yet and again. He, of course, because he, uh, he's, he's obviously got no space because he lives in a shed. So uh, he asked me to look after it for him, and uh, I thought I'd do a decent thing. And it sits in pride of place in my collection, in my New Mutants as well. Because obviously the first appearance of Deadpool is New Mutants 98, for those people who don't know. And uh, yeah, I don't have a copy, so it looks like I do, but I don't. It's actually quite sad. Oh, you told me you were going to get professionally, um, professionally put in one of those sealed boxes. When you oh. said the professional sealed boxes, you meant your comic box. Yeah, yeah, literally, literally. And I sorted them out recently, and it looked lovely. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Greg, sorry, I jumped in there. Greg was asking, what's the most expensive comic that you, you own? Yeah, so it's not, yeah, it's, not Johnny's, it's not Johnny's Deadpool, which you said was a ton, did you say? I, was, yeah. I expect it to be more than £100. I would say that the most expensive book I've got is the first appearance of Ghost Rider. And funnily enough, I, did, I only bought that a few months ago. And uh, it was about 450 quid, but I reckon the copy I got is probably worth about a grand. So, if you, I mean, if you want to talk about what I've got versus what I've had or values of books, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk the most export. We lost your audio there, Ian um, Draco. Uh, you, you got me now. I've got you now. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's talk. Let's talk vintage. Let's say the most let's, the, the most expensive thing you've had come through. Like that's right. Thing you heard me say. I didn't hear anything. You just cut out completely. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, uh, Marvel Spotlight Five, uh, which is the first appearance of Ghost Rider, yeah, from nineteen seventy-two, I think. And I bought that recently for about four hundred and fifty quid, which is the most expensive book I bought. I bought it. And I heard that bit. We heard that bit. We heard the four hundred fifty quid Ghost Rider, but we said you said like, we we're saying ever. You said that's recently. So I think. Well, I had an Amazing Spider-Man one in the very early nineties, which at the time was worth about fifteen hundred. That copy would probably be worth about twenty. 530k now really uh, i had quite i mean over the over the years i've had all of the all, what you consider to be the key iconic marvel stuff from the silver age so the modern marvel comics from the early 60s onwards fantastic four one avengers x-men spider-man dead of all hulk had all of those uh, some in multiples when they were affordable when they were like two three four five hundred pound books but the copies that i had i had couple of X-Men's in the early 2000s that were worth three, 400 quid. Those copies are now worth 10, 15K. Okay. So there's been a, there's been a massive, massive spike in those prices. So it's, it's kind of a shame to look back and think, fuck, you know, where should I have kept them? But you, they're part of your business, man. So you're just selling them to buy more, to make more, to, you know, pay yourself. So yeah. go for it, Chris. 
Yeah, I was going to say, um, I, I, I beat myself up a little bit because I remember cutting out bits of 2000 AD because I was really into that artistry, Simon Beasley and all those all those artists. Yeah. I absolutely adored them. So I used to like make my own books and be writing stuff. So I'm a bit upset about that. However, I have got the last copy of Roy of the Rovers when he died. Do you think that's worth anything? <laughs> <laughs> the black edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he broke. He broke up a bit there, uh, Draco. Uh, so again, Draco. Ian, you got so excited about that Royal yeah. Rovers news, your mic went off. Come on, man! I'm really stop it. That's why you. That's really showing you a picture of my head at the moment. Uh, was it? Was it the weekly issue or the monthly? Because it's uh, weekly. It is cool because I think the cover is uh, an image of him in an oval and it's kind of like a black cover in yeah. his original kit from like the 1940s or whatever the fuck it was, yeah? That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's quite that's quite cool. But I also, don't, I, the thing is, we've got this we've got this culture where we have to keep everything in pristine condition. And like uh, uh, Johnny was saying about getting the comic in case, getting his uh, New Mutants first Deadpool encased and graded, etc. There's such a fine put, fine point put on the monetary side of things that people forget to enjoy the content. Mm -hmm. So you enjoyed the content of your comics so much, you decided to cut them up and make your own, or you know, or, or, or do whatever. And mm. we kind of we kind of encourage that in the shop. I got yeah. I got one for you. Uh, Caden came back from uni and said, "Oh, all those Pokemon cards." Well, you so I bet you encourage to cut them up. Cut them up and come back and buy oh, another one. Okay, sorry. Johnny, oh, very well, good, Johnny. Uh, anyway, uh, Kevin came back from uni and said, "Oh, all the Pokemon cards you got me are worth money now." And I got him like folders and folders of eBay, and they're all like the base set ninety nine or something, and like some of them are worth a fortune. He was showing me all these cards, and I've got folders of them, like because I got them years ago, back in two thousand three. But he just kept them. But but he was saying like, but yeah, great. Don't know what to do with it, <laughs> but get them graded off those grading guys. Yeah, my boy's got loads. Yeah, grading on cards. It's gone off the absolute charts and it's complete and utter madness. Yeah. It's almost a beanie it's babies. Almost a beanie babies. Pokemon. Beanie babies. Yeah, there's a, everyone's everyone is a bedroom seller. Everyone's buying to mm. flip, and yeah. the prices yeah. have all gone up. They'll settle. Yeah. But at the same time, your Pokemon cards are such an insanely good investment. All the mm. Gen One, the Gen One Pokemon cards, um, however many sets that is, like the first ten or twelve sets are so worth putting your money into it's just stupid did you see the antiques roadshow where the woman had all those cards off that other card game the one you, they guys play in the shop what's it called the really famous one magic the gathering magic yeah, you were muted gathering. but I saw what you yeah. said yeah yeah and they're worth a fortune some of them you've muted in I'm it's really hard because whenever you whenever you have when you have when you have a crossover for um, the things you're really into into the mainstream it's always it's always hard to watch because they Cold miss play. all the they miss all the important facts and uh, lead you down a different path. Oh, shit, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I was, I was thinking. Go nuts I actually, I, I, that I accidentally hit the screen. Absolutely ate shit. No, we didn't. Just, a nice if it's a genuine, if it's a genuine mistake, last, we have a good conversation on the podcast oh. about comics. And what do you do? Decide to start doing keep... samples and bloody ruining it. Yeah, I didn't That's mean to. Completely ruined now. Yeah, I didn't mean to. I, was, I, was, I didn't mean to. I was trying to flick off the fucking screen. So let's move on. I wasn't right. doing a Johnny and just fucking ruining it for the sake of it. I was snoring, which is normally. There is a snore effect. He did do that as well. No, I did that. Song. Johnny, <laughs> I did that. 
Well, like the way he diverts his fuck up and says, I wasn't doing a Johnny. Well, it looks like he bloody well was. <laughs> sorry you have to witness this, Draco. I'm really so, sorry. Mummy uh, and Daddy are fighting again. This podcast... Where were we? We were talking about, yeah, the, the, the main, when, when the mainstream, whenever anything you love pops up on the mainstream, Cold it's play. always, um, I don't know, man, it's always it's hard to watch. It's hard, so I'm, I'm kind of glad that I miss Antiques Roadshow in a way, because it'll be like in, in 20, 30 years' time, you'll see an episode of the Antiques Roadshow, and they'll have some trainers on there, and they'll have Kish on there, and um, <laughs> none of, you won't be able to watch it. No, yeah. they'll be worth an hour. They'll probably have melted and just fallen away, though, won't they? No, that, that is quite true of stuff he's on at the moment. But I know what you mean. It's like when they go, oh, and so this is a hip-hop, is it? And then you'll have some guy going, yeah, we go... Should probably explain... And this record's worth £15. Should probably explain who Kish is. Should probably explain who Kish is. Everyone, people listening to this will know far better who Kish Cash is than us. Don't worry about it. Well, uh, uh, what, no, what, that suggests no, they weren't. What you suggest that your average Instagrammer is fucking listening to this podcast? I don't think they are. Your average hip hop like you Instagram. Well, they're probably not hip hop. If anyone wants to know, Kish Cash is the guy. He's a trainer guy. Records. Uh, he lives in a nice. He lives in a flat, and he's the Guinness World Record for having the most amount of trainers in a flat in the UK. <laughs> he has. He has also. <laughs> he has yeah. also got a lovely set of bronze and silver age um, comic books, hasn't he? Draco, he he has got he has got an impressive impressive Lengths. selection <laughs> of uh, comics. I don't doubt it. I want to I want to just move on to something impressive. So each week we all bring our own stories and our own little bits of personality to the podcast. Uh, and I'm sure we've got some stories. I'm sure Draco's got a story that Johnny said about an, old, an elderly lady you were going to tell us. Um, and Johnny's got a story about a teacup, and he said, ring him about the terrorist invasion. So he's had a few stories. But um, one I saw today was uh, I was walking the dog, and I saw this guy on a bike with two carrier bags, and I was right next to it. This other guy came out shouting at him, going, it was incoherent babbling about money I think and then he punched him in the face knocked him off a bike a car came past pulled up and the guy in the car put his phone out the window just filming him stood there behind him and then he was going give me what's in the bags give me what's in the bags and he's going I ain't got I can't give you it it's mine I can't give you it's mine so and it sort of calmed down a little bit the bird was going get off the road get on the path and as I got down the road further, he held them shopping bags and like ripped them, and they went everywhere. There were like loads of bags of crisps all over the road. And he's going, "Give them here!" Like multi packs. He looked like he stolen them or something. They were hoofing like, all these multi packs under the, their arms. So hopefully, with that description of that energetic story, it was like being there. was. <laughs> There's a weird guy in Johnny's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Heather Thomas wandering around. <laughs> he's in the full guy. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, <laughs> that's like an orgy. I just had a bit of an accident when you were telling that story. I went to open a fresh bottle of lemonade and it went everywhere. <laughs> you should have seen it. It was all over Lee Major's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evan Thomas is so cool. Sorry. That's the, the good thing about the podcast. Any silence, we just edit it out. So if you want to have a look yeah. at a relaxing meditation bit, we, we just can. don't talk. That's fine. There's no pressure. Just put some ASMR or whatever on it. Greg, the only person I can't see. What's going on? Yeah, um, he's like there. He's next to me there. I'm here. Am are, you not, still, am I not are you still recording? Yeah. Never stop. Never stop. <laughs> I, I, I thought of another life hack. You know that. You know that sinking feeling you get when you go to the toilet at work. 
and you realise you forgot your phone, mm-hmm. and you feel really down, you know, <laughs> like you've wasted your break. What, you, what I used to do was put a burner phone in a plastic bag and hide it in the system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? What, like a little Nokia or something? Or... Have you got, no, no, it's like one that's on the Wi-Fi. You don't even need to have a SIM in it. You just put it in a, in a plastic bag, seal it, and hide it in the system. Then you can leave your actual phone on your desk at work so your boss thinks you're actually going for a shit. Chris? Little does he know. I didn't know you had a sister. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy there, what Chris. What kind of stuff do you do on your phone in the toilet, Johnny? Uh, I look up, I look up facts, factoids, and extra tidbits for the podcast. Oh, because you can get porn on it, so that's something you can do on the toilet on your phone, just so you know. I've been wasting my life. <laughs> You're, you are a phone guru. That's a good lockdown tip for you there. Uh, another great lockdown tip is how to feed. As we know that a lot of people have families and they've been struggling through lockdown. It's quite hard to feed a family if you have maybe a family of four or less, three or four. Uh, so one of the things we like to would like to talk about this week, and hopefully Dan enjoys this, is lockdown meal tips. Now, one of the great things about uh, all these places that are delivering nowadays is you can order a meal at home. You don't have to go out. It can come straight to you and you can spread that throughout the week. So... The lockdown meal tip this week would be the KFC family bucket. Now, it's called family for a reason, and that is because it feeds a family. But what you can do with a family bucket is, if you've got a family bucket on a Sunday, as Greg has done this in the past, you I've can thought, I've mentioned this pace one. out the chicken yeah, for yeah. the family throughout the week and the fries and the beans, and that can just about get you to Friday with a family of four. But two-piece chicken, two-piece... You can get a ten-piece bucket, yeah, and you can do three, yeah, you can get sure. three meals out of that. A grown man like me can get three meals out of that. Well, you can have you can have a three piece meal, a three piece meal, and then a and then a two piece meal. No, sorry, you have three three piece meals and then a cheeky one piece. So three piece and as one a snack. Piece. Yeah, yeah. And maybe one of the children isn't hungry on the Friday; yeah. they don't have to eat. Johnny, they can have a pop- popcorn chicken. Talking about family buckets reminded me of last week. You were talking about Britney Spears. Have you noticed that Paris Hilton has jumped on the bandwagon now, saying that? Um, she felt abused when she was first getting famous for being a whore because people didn't take her seriously. Yeah, she didn't like the questions about, about, um, about her prison stay because it was too personal, yet she'll release a tape of her getting fucked. No, she actually didn't release that tape. She owned it. That tape got leaked and she owned it and said, yeah, hands up, it's me. And turned it round. Well, she said at one point that she didn't know she was being filmed in one night in Paris, but there is the start of the video is her setting up the camera and pointing at herself. Oh, was it? But she is a thick cunt. Well, she can't be that thick because she's do the cash register soundboard. <laughs> I don't know where it is. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't know where none of them are wet like there it is. Well, the other oh. thing as well, I know. Well, the other point, which is so evil. Was you were saying about um, like Justin Timbersnake taking the Mickey out or using Britney Spears to sell his song Crimea River? But then, how is that any different to Adele, Taylor Swift, or Amy Winehouse writing albums about their exes? You SJW cup. <laughs> Anyone want to go first on that one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my dad, music has been written about um, it, love and it's breakup. 
Do you remember, Ian, did you have a story about a woman shitting in a bucket? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do, but the problem is that you've, you've ruined the ending. I knew you did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of, know the story. kind of has. He told me I've got a great story. All right, save it for next week. I forgot tell it backwards. Tell it backwards because I've never had a story that started with a woman with a shit get sucking up into the woman's ass. <laughs> 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 okay, so this is this is this is a gem because we we kind of need smellovision for this one. So you just have to, you know, as I as I tell the story. So um, we've got three levels to the score. And in the basement is the toilet. Now, we let the customers use it because, obviously, it's a decent thing to do. I've gone out into the loading bay via the uh, via the ground floor. No idea what I'm doing, but I've come back in, and I'm absolutely clucking for a pony. And um, someone's in the toilet, but the door's open. And uh, the stench that was coming out of it was so foul. Myself, but my colleague has got something wrong with him, and uh, the problem with this, this this was more than this was more than the smell of shit. It, so shit, a stench of death. About it. <laughs> what you done? And the problem was, I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm bursting to the point where I've got a little bit of gravy dri- dribbling down my leg. I'm, I'm so in need of going. And I'm like, Mike, what the fuck have you done in there? And he, he comes out and he goes, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And I'm just like, okay, so we've let somebody else use our toilet. In there. <laughs> and someone, someone does do something in the toilet that's not good. Like, you know, just, I don't know, piss on the floor. There's a bit of shit on the toilet lid or something. You know, it's just, we, we, we have a lot of people using the toilet in the evening clubs. So you can kind of expect to clean up somebody else's shit and piss. It happens. But there was something really, really dark about this because it was a really quiet day. We'd had hardly any customers. And uh, Mike was really confused. He was just like, but no one's been in the toilet apart from a little old lady. And I'm just like, okay, well, what does she do then? he's like, oh, I'll have to show you, mate. He goes, <laughs> and what happened, because the toilet's broken, right? It's got a bit of a leak in the cistern. And uh, so when you flush, the clean water runs down the back and we collect it in a pot. That's not a problem. But the U-bend has also got a leak. We've got another pot that collects that. So that one's a little bit more minging. But Mike goes in there to use the toilet himself. And he can't believe the smell. This is before I get back in. This is the story he's telling me. He can't believe the smell. And he's just like almost sick whilst he's trying to take a dump. And uh, he can't work out what it is. And he's just like, no one's been in there. What the hell is it? And then he looks down and he just spots something. And in the pot under the U-bend is a turd. And <laughs> so he's just like, okay, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to tip this out. And he tips it out, but what he can't work out is how did the turd get in there? It's only a little old lady. So we were just trying to work out what did she do? What's just like Sorry, that was, that was proved just Stuart's ringing at the Keep worst Yeah, sorry, carry on. He's trying to work out where the hell it's come from. It's like, what did she do? Did she did she not make it in time and then put it in the pot? But why would she put it in the pot? Because it's underneath the U-bend at the back of the toilet. Or did she... I reckon it, I reckon it came out of her arsehole, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so, you're, you're, you're so sweet. <laughs> she must have I been. reckon it was probably... She probably put it in the pot to make some sort of stock. I reckon she, she probably does. She probably does. I think that. She, 
She probably thinks she backfired. I, I reckon I she that does that. Like a pot noodle with umami. I think she's a as soon as she, as soon as she pulled her kegs down and went to sit down, we think it shot out like a cannonball, and it just. Right. Well, that's enough of <laughs> these. <laughs> I think that's all we can really say oh. about the shits because the shit sound effects are pretty much. <laughs> I've got loads of them. I've got forty. I've got forty of them. I reckon she probably just goes around maybe, all shops maybe, doing that. Maybe, maybe, maybe it had been up there for a while and saw its opportunity to make a break for freedom. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, it's like the great escape. It's, it smelled like. What? 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 smelled like lovely. I don't want to put a tooth point, kind of point on that. And I, you know, I might have to check at some point to see whether or not she's still amongst the land and living because it was something really not right with that smell. Green. The moral of that story actually ties back in with um, the Woody Allen explosion. story Go for a younger model. Or a lumber jill. Right. Natural recess. There we go. <laughs> so actually, actually, one thing with your comment good story. Is, what, do you about, yeah. what do you think about mm. Dr. Seuss getting cancelled? What? Dr. Seuss getting cancelled? Such a shock. Uh, quick question. Well, they, in reality, they just banned six books that had racist drawings in them. They're not banned them, they're just not printing them anymore. And the right-wing American media is saying, they're cancelling Dr. Seuss, they're cancelling The Muppet Show, and they're cancelling Mr. Potato Head. Is but it, the, uh, is it, yeah, but the actual cartoons are quite bad. Yeah, but, well, green furry people, come on. At the end of the day, there's not many of them around. <laughs> yeah, there were there were yeah, Japanese Americans in internment camps, but yeah, yeah, crack on. Very lives matter. <laughs> so none of it's true, though, is it? Not really. Uh, yeah, no, their own uh, the Doctor Seuss one. They're just not printing those six books anymore. You can still get them from your racist granddad, or uh, and they'll probably go up in value. They're the new Bitcoin. Uh, the yeah. Muppet Show one on I think on eight episodes they're putting them all back on Disney Plus, and on eight episodes they're saying there may be something in this that um, isn't isn't like what's his name Johnny Cash singing in front of a Confederate flag apparently is quite distasteful now to some people. <clears throat> well, I, I don't obviously it's the potato head scandal. I want to change, bring it up again now. So we've had a lot of nice chat, and I don't really want to talk about the culture. The right, the fake right generated culture war on the podcast, but it's nice for you to bring it up. Culture war, there's so much meat in there that you could probably do a decent podcast about it if you were bothered. Yeah, we probably could. Let's talk about something we can all talk about. This podcast, we're going to talk about something we can all talk about, and I like to talk about a television show I watched this week called Stand and Deliver on Channel Four. Is that something we can all talk about? You can talk about it. I can talk about it, and I'm sure these guys can join in and chip in as well. You know, watch it. I'll give you a tell you what it's about. I've watched Chris, it. please, you're going to say so. <laughs> Did I watch it? <laughs> I've watched it. No, I'll say something. So, standard oh, level was, cool. did you know that one in two oh, people yes. will oh, yeah. get cancer? <laughs> and Stand Up and Deliver was for the cancer charity, and they have four celebrities that have to do stand-up comedy for the first time. Including, please, Johnny. I'm going to leave the room because I get angry when he starts describing shit. I've seen the first one. Is the second one been on? Yeah, they're both on OD. Oh, I know Sean Ryder's on there. I've seen the first one. So you've got Sean Ryder, 
Baroness was Baroness Wazi Fazi something or other. Uh, conservative. So that sounds bad. I'm just not saying her name right, um, yeah, but I can't remember her name. And you've got a uh, Curtis Pritchard, Kurt, Curtis Prickard from uh, AJ's from, brother from Love, yeah, from Love Island Love and Island. whatever reality dancing cunt. That's it. Oh, I fucking hate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the vicar. He's, off got, of, he's, um, he's got no earlobes. The vicar off of... and the gay vicar, the gay Reverend Coles from the one from the Commonards. You know, you know the one. The, the vicar with the glasses. He, he does a bit of TV anyway, does a bit of presenting. Um, the gay vicar from the Commonards, yeah. Is it, is it as bad? Imagine, is it as bad? Imagine if your life had gone differently, Greg, and you'd got into ballroom dancing. <laughs> yeah. When you guys... What he, what he said, I've got earlobes. That cunt hasn't got earlobes. Uh, Draco, what were you going to say? Is, is it as bad as the masked singer? It's no, better than The Masked Singer. Oh no, it's singer. better than that. Yeah, it's... The Masked Singer is a completely pointless show that only needs to be on for like a five-minute episode where someone sings and they just take the mask off and go, oh, it's them. That's it. It's... Watch, watch somebody... somebody what, what my, my mate at work tried uh, convincing... Well, I mean, it's a big joke, obviously, because it's shit, but he's watching it and uh, he tried convincing me that it's quite compelling viewing. So we, I watched the entire season of it in a five-minute, like, wind-back. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. Uh, what was that? Sorry, <laughs> Mars Singer. Oh, Mars Singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, the, uh, the the comedian thing is quite interesting because you're from the off from from the off. You're thinking like uh, there's that shouty comedian Nick Helm or whatever, and his act is all about this. I just shout all the time. It's like fucking hell, mate. Use the anger as your comedy. Yeah, yeah. Get so, angry with yeah. the audience. Hate the audience. Yeah, and all this Hate shit. Hate them. And he thought, and he thought, oh. Tory MP, what am I going to do with Tory MP? Turns out she was like the best and knew how to deliver, because she knew how to speak, you know, how to address a crowd and everything else. And then half a brain, you know what I mean? So, and he's like, oh, I wish I'd got Sean Ryder or something, because like, yeah, I could have just got him shouting. And it's like, yeah, Sean Ryder was the hard, like, one Sean of the Ryder hardest the, to do. One because, of the worst. Yeah, because he couldn't, he couldn't t- stick to a script because he was ADHD and even with his own yeah. material. Huh? Oh, oh, there was a girl from Coronation Street. Oh, well. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she was yeah, totally Bessar. forgettable, obviously. Yeah, she was forgettable, but she was yeah. she wasn't that like she was herself a little bit. She forgot her lines and then was herself, and everyone was like, "Oh, look how she was herself and that." And it's like, well, that's yeah, doesn't mean she's made it as a comedian. The reverend, the gay reverend guy was good. His delivery was really good. But he couldn't. He didn't want to swear too much. He didn't want to say Jesus and yeah, fuck. Yeah, he's been, he's been doing that all his life, hasn't yes, he? Yes, that's yeah, exactly. Up, speaker, yeah, yeah. Pop star, that's right? what I'm saying. So him and him and the him and the and the PA, and the MP, sorry, were were both predictably the best. Really, she was considered better because I know she was doing racial like stuff as well. Like, so uh, I don't know. They, so she instantly got like voted the best. I don't know whether that was why, like, because she was doing like. You know, racial material as well. Racial. She was doing racial material. So what that the, a bit I'll leave on from you to saying that. Yeah, no, 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 but I don't know. So one of the things... Because I think I think he was probably actually a little bit better. His delivery okay, so in the couple of things. Well, anyway, but, oh, the, but you are the, say the, the cut you just kept repeating the word racial material over again. So, I so you yeah, we'll cut that out. Uh, but it was, it was Kurt, the reason I, I heard about this show and I um, I'd read about it. and I'd already read it was like really cringe, like really bad because of like how shit they were. But it was Curtis Pritchard. The dancing cunt that was like the most most cringy. I can't remember what, what was it he actually said. I'll tell you when he fucking. So yeah, yeah. Uh, what I liked about the show was at the very beginning they had the five contestants and they should just, they should just do a show like this every week, right? This should be a TV show where you get five people that volunteer that hurt and they're not allowed to have an act. They can't have like any scripts or anything or any amount of people and they just get them on stage in front of an audience and go, go. And like you gong them off. You know that gong show thing? We need to bring that on TV like the comedy store used to do. But that's what they do with these guys. Let's go, so get on stage and just do something. And Sean Ryder just dries up 
and uh, a few of them dry up like we do. But one of the funny things was in it was when a couple of things I liked about it was when he kept saying to Sean Ryder, "Oh." I can't remember who's training. Johnny, who's training Sean Ryder again? Jason Manford. Jason Manford, that's it. And he keeps saying yeah, to him, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you got to think of stories from your life and do that. And, not, and Sean Ryder kept going, I've got loads of stories. I've got ADHD. I know loads of stories. I'll just get up there and wing it. I'll just wing it. Like this, yeah. I'll talk, the, about, I'll talk about being in a band and then how mad my family is. Then they'll applaud and I'll go home. How hard is that? Yeah, he's it, it, all right. It didn't quite work. Really, that's a good one. Yeah, You'll like that. But the, how most of my working career was in offices, really. The, the Reese guy, she tells him to wing it as well, and he just gets up and talks about all these women he slept with, and like how they weren't very good in bed, and he does, you know, when you do this with a girl and all this shit, and he's just trying to wing it with the audience, and it is really yeah. something to watch. It's something to behold. It really is a sight to behold. Even if you don't like those shows, you have to watch it for Reese. Because it is, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, he's a complete cunt. Yeah. I mean, I did. You said about the Gong Show. I had an idea years ago that I might have, I might have even said to Ian as well. Whereas everyone at home has obviously got a remote control, and you're watching the live TV. So when you're watching it, and they've got these shows, you could actually have a rifle inside the cameras, and then if enough people vote off, the camera just fucking lets a bullet out and shoots the person right in the fucking forehead live on TV. Just something to think about, really. No, it's something to think about. Or maybe a trapdoor. I don't know, it's probably easier to arrange a trapdoor, isn't it? Maybe with sharks with lasers on their heads. Isn't, isn't the problem with these shows that it's car crash TV? That's why we, that's why we watch them. That's why anyone watching them. Yeah. Include, include. We've, we've gone past the point where we actually want to see people perform and do well and then vote for people in terms of excellence. We actually want to see people making guns to themselves and looking ridiculous and failing because that's what it is. I mean, I did, I, you can't watch X Factor, but you can watch the beginning stages where people make absolute tits of themselves. And if you remember at the end of X Factor, when they, um, when they did the last show, they always bought on the mutants that failed in the stages and then made an even bigger circus mm. of them out at the end and they had to stop doing it again because I think they started getting complaints because the people were belittling the mutants to make the programme more interesting because it's just car crash TV it's just shit terrible it's and that's got, what the masked singer is as well it's just it's shocking tap which is, which <laughs> is... If, you, if you think about if you think about the idiots like on X Factor they don't actually show them when they have to go back home to their council estate and all the kids are throwing in flaming bags of shit at their house <laughs> It's like another day and, day and night, and then they can't go out. It's like another show that I watch purely for research for this podcast, which is Married at First Sight Australia. But one of the uh, psychologists on that is on on the next. I think they're up to like season eight in Australia. But I read an article today where one of the middle women she's left the site. They have these three psychologists that link get two people, don't they? They go you, him and her and whatever put them up. And she said it's become too cruel. She said the dinner party scenes, they do this dinner party thing. They just, like, it's just so over the top. She had trouble watching it. It's got that bad. Most of the people that go on it now aren't actually on there to be married or find love at first sight. They just know they're going to get a massive Instagram following off it. So that's what they're actually really doing it for. And, uh, yeah, it's been basically used and it's gone on too long. So she's quit. Uh, I don't think that will detract from the show, but obviously I'll have to watch it and see how that works. It's like television. Love Island, which is a, pro- a program about the type of people you'd hate at school with big eyebrows and fake smiles rolling around in a sex pond. 
just to yeah. get attention so they can appear in a fucking magazine for a couple of months after they get out. That is what she said. It's become well, like yeah, Love it's Island. Just, yeah, it's just Matt, I'll put your hands up before you speak, guys, and we'll know who's speaking as well if you want to say something. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Please. Ready. Go. Look, I've been watching. I've been watching a bit of the um, Married at First Sight Australia. I don't know what. I don't know what season it was. The missus was watching it, and um, my immediate reaction was, "This is absolutely terrible, terrible television." Yeah. But it, it's like everything that's comparable to it, whether it be Love Island or whatever. You're if you're prepared to take your five minutes of fame, and um, you don't understand what's at stake, you you only get famous by making a cunt of yourself or by absolutely every single person watching it thinking you're adorable and you're a sweetheart, which yeah. is not the case because no one is, because no one comes across well. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no one comes across well. Chris? Everyone loses on that programme. Chris, please. Uh, I've forgotten now. <laughs> I'm just demonstrating my right-wing views. <laughs> Here's my right-wing. I think that it's a similar, it's a similar sort of what's the word need to either appear on those programs or even to watch them. It's like sort of cheap street drugs, like amphetamines or smoking spice. Well, it's horrible and dirty, but it's really Moorish. Yeah, well, I don't think it is. Fame, they find it too easy to get. But also, you as a viewer, like vicariously watching these people destroy their lives um, and make themselves basically worthless, it's also. It, it's like we were, we were saying the other day. I think Greg was saying it in the other one where you have a program, watching a program. There's no adverts, but it pretends there's adverts and tells you yeah. in five minutes. What and then you have to do the ten second skip. Like it was, yeah, that fucking. Yeah, yeah. Thing. So you were sort of just going into a sort of monged out zone watching this. Well, that's mind crap. Yeah, that's the that's the ultimate one for that that ten second skip thing. So that but when he's watching it, so when Barry's watching. It, I go next door and catch, and they're watching it constantly. Like it's just all they watch. Him and him and Izzy research. For uh, yes. Yeah. Obviously, research the podcast, but so I've I've caned it right, and I've I've panned it, and I was like, and I was like, you can't, what are you doing? You're the only cunt saying what? And then I, little did I know that every other fucker in the country is now watching it because I went on Goggle, and I only found out because I watched I was watching Gogglebox, and then they all started fucking watching it on there, and I was like, oh, so uh, every every cunt's watching it. I'm the cunt, obviously, because I'm not watching it. I, like, just oh, say, Chris, I don't like it. Greg, if you go, if you go on Wish, you can get these special sunglasses, and when you look at it, that shows their real face, and it just says obey, consume. <laughs> Chris. Uh, they yeah, live. They live. Yeah, Chris. Don't watch it, Greg. So don't worry. Um, yeah. It's that, it, but it is. It's instant gratification, isn't it? It's it, it, you get that dopamine hit. The thing is, I do watch it. Next bit, it gets the dopamine hit. It gets the next bit. That's all it's about. I keep dipping in and out. So basically, what happens is, I come in and I, I watch enough of it with them to know, sort of know who the characters are, or whatever. But I. I I kind of catch the best bits. I'll come in when they're having their little fucking meeting or whatever, when it's all about to blow up. I'll dip in every now and again and be like, ah, you were slag, you kissed him, and blah, blah, blah. They'll chuck cushions at each other. And then I'll be like, oh, right, and I'll see the best bit and then go out. But he sits there through all the bollocks, all the fucking boring shit building up to that. It's like, nah. I mean, it's quite good to watch all the kickoffs, but I don't think you need to do all the other shit. The reason I sit through all the boring stuff and the reason I've gone back to five <laughs> is because I don't want to just blast my life. you're a gamer? Shut up! Shut the fuck up! Let me speak! <laughs> I don't just want to blast my load over the final... <laughs> Did you just lose your egg? Yeah, just shut up for two seconds. You hold your hand up and then you talk. You don't Ooh, want to talk over someone. Oh, I to lose your egg. <laughs> As I was saying. As I was saying. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the, one. the reason... 
you don't watch it. Well, I don't know what you said now, but I like to watch it all. You the build listen up, to him, mate, doing a podcast. I like to watch all the build up to get to the vows, and that's where the final blast is. But <laughs> what I've done is because season eight's out now, I need to go back to season five. Because there's a massive Grand Reunion episode that was only in Australia that was two hours long, which I've downloaded, which was never shown on Channel 4, where they have contestants from Season 5, Season 6, and uh, not Season 7, maybe Season 4, but it all kicks off with Dean. He kicks off. You people in the UK probably don't know who he is unless you watch Season 4, but it also kicks off with... Uh, Cyrell and Jess, of course, with a glass oh, of water. That's great. That was, yeah. that was There's another one. There's another one. But Chris, please. But you're so you're pirating married at first sight Australia. Only <laughs> uh, yes, I am. I have a website. I watch it on. Okay. okay. I have a website. Viewing career. Yeah, so he he basically can't do the ten second skip. So when you you watch it with them, it's like ah, oh, you sit down and watch it. And go and so and so so and so and so and so no and so and so and so and they just keep repeating the fucking bit no you've just first. watched, and it's bollocks. And you don't want to see that thing again anyway. I don't know if anyone. Oh, please, Johnny. I just I don't really want to throw anyone under the under the bus, but Draco was saying that he didn't understand people sat there with that sort of glazed over look, drooling, watching the Masked Singer, and then that took me back to watching a certain someone playing a Space Invaders quiz machine. <laughs> well, that's a bit different. That's, that's drugs and alcohol. Yeah, and you're concentrating on a machine. We're trying really to play something. Yeah, you're in your flow state. At yeah. That point. That's yeah, yeah, flow yeah, yeah. state. We're all doing something, we all do stuff to distract us from the fact that we're, we, we know that we're going to die. And when you get in the flow state, that's the ultimate state of like not thinking that we're going to die. So that's why I watch Married at First Sight. So it puts me in the flow state. I'm just worried I took the red and blue pill at the same time when the first De La Soul album came out. And that's why I'm stuck in this reality. Well, I don't know if you've heard about this during the lockdown. Michael Jackson is actually still alive and he's been in hiding writing a new album and, and learning a very new dance move. One new dance move. <laughs> what? So, is that a joke? Johnny? <laughs> well, I, I, um, I went on the QAnon website and I heard... Do you remember there was, I think it was um, a Greek form of torture where they'd get a bronze ball, you'd open it up and they'd put a human inside and set fire yeah, to it and the yeah, way yeah. the bull's mouth was worked it made his screams sound like a moo and apparently michael jackson is in that large gold trunk statue that you see. should let him finish <laughs> i pressed it uh, I was, greg's quite thinking of the um soundboard hopefully next week he'll be a little bit better when someone's finished <laughs> it'll sharper. talking then it'll be it, sharper it, it fucking the, the ipad the first time it's the ipad that was responsible this fucking maybe, shit maybe, be ipad pro Maybe what? before he gets carried away with technology, we should get him a washboard and a couple of thimbles. And <laughs> Shut up, Johnny. But the iPad Pro 2021 should be better, more responsive than that. I don't know if it's because I put a screen protector on it, but that should have... Tech tool. Tech tool. That should have been more responsive. That should... See, that's... Yeah, I, can, right I can imagine you making a similar argument. Oh, you didn't come. I did. You should be more responsive. Has anyone else got anything I'd like to say? Because I've brought a few things to the podcast this week I'd like to bring up, especially for our listener that wrote in called Dan. Well, I was thinking, oh, yeah. since like we're in the, the 70s again, I, I know I got a little bit stuck on this, told a few 70s jokes and that, but I, I thought actually it's quite apt because the 70s was when like metric came in. It's when Maggie Thatcher was trying to dismantle the unions and modernise the country, moving to more of a free market capitalism as opposed to 
um, you know, our old industrial and um, manufacturing heartlands. Um, yeah, I didn't have anything funny to say. Well, talking of the seventies. All right, then here's one for you because when you said about the seventies, remind me. How old? Do you know, do you know what Scrooble's the late cash bit there? Do you know what Scrooble Scramble is? Yes, 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 I do. Did you know that every single person in England knows what Scrooble Scramble is? There's no person that doesn't. And do you know why every single person knows who it is? How old is Scrooble Scramble? 43. Yeah. It's 40, same, same, 41, it's 42, same, same year as me. Same age as me. It's, it's 42 this year, same as me. And uh, there's also, do you know there's a... The, you didn't, eh, with the, uh, with the extension that you yes, on the side. Yes, there's a second bit. Everyone else was like, I've never seen this before. It's the second bit, yeah. It was only came out... I've never seen that. It only came out in 2016. Did it? Was it yeah, 2016? Yeah. There's a yellow add-on. Breaking so up. Uh, yeah, there's a yellow add-on bit. Yeah, that you, that you attach the site. We watched this video on it yeah. last night. And you could... Johnny, was that a was that like a US release only? Because we were kind of like treated like lepers in the seventies in the UK toy market, where we got everything um, late, watered down, um, half as good. I don't I know. That. Everything was. It's like. You know, yeah, uh, Star Wars trading cards. We got we got one set or two set over here in America. They got five sets. Yeah. Um, Films earlier. But we got we got cheap black and white reprints of the comics yeah. and the toys. We only got half of the range um, and yeah. so on and so forth. Horrible. So maybe it was the same thing. You just maybe said films. We didn't get cheap reprints of films. Six months be, later, we got the Yeah, yeah. Man, later, we get different films. Not Action Man, but we just got yeah, we Action got Man, films. where America got Action <laughs> Man. And we also got different movies, didn't we? <laughs> so, like, they remade American movies for the British market. So, Crocodile, Dund- <laughs> Crocodile Dundee in America is actually got an American in it, but yeah. in English one. We've we got, got the Australian. shitty Australian version. We have the Australian one. That's why we all know that version, where he says about the life. <laughs> In America, they had around that time. I don't, you probably wouldn't have heard of it because we didn't have it over here. They had a film called Star Wars. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, pretending you no one's ever heard of Star Wars. Yeah. Right, come on. Let's, let's have a conversation about certain decent Star Wars. Let's have a conversation oh, yeah. about Star Wars. No, yeah. let's have a conversation about Biggie Small. What you would ima- say that you went to a wedding and Mark Wright was there as the best man. What kind of speech do you reckon he would give? Do you I think, think uh, Greg, Greg, Mark, Greg, 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 um, firstly, I didn't I didn't catch the name drop. So who who is it at the wedding? Who uh, so it's Mark Wright and not the footballer. Right. Okay. So um, who is this? Who is this person? He's um, yeah. It does help if you know him. Yeah, this I suppose because it could be anybody. But he's like he's on Made in Chelsea. He's a presenter. He's on Made in Chelsea. He's on the only way Essex, and he's a footballer now. Fuck me! I know exactly who you mean. Yeah, he's like a really cheeky, chappy, like nice guy. Yeah, yeah like, I've got the answer to the question. He actually is a footballer, though. You just said he's not, he, he's yeah, not the footballer. He's now he a footballer. Yeah, Greg's right. He went back there, yeah. he played some games, and he was really shit. He's still yeah. there now. Yeah, yeah. I think he got subbed at half-time on his full debut. 
because he because he did all right at soccer aid, he, and because he, he's a celebrity, it's like yeah, I'll just go and play for whatever team. And the, and he thought his celebrity would bring like extra cash cash to the team. It, it might have done. I don't know. They might have sold a few. Well, no, they wouldn't have sold any tickets during COVID, would they? So. Oh, okay. So, if, I think if, like, uh, me personally, I think uh, if Mark Wright was doing a wedding speech, it might sound a little something like this. Oh, God. Really, really happy to be here. He's a lovely guy. She's a lucky girl. The mum is looking absolutely stunning. The bride is looking stunning. Um, so what can I say about him, really? Um, we used to play football together, and uh, we were on Essex, the Essex programme. But he's down to earth. I think they'll have a lovely life together. So thank you, for everyone, for coming. So please raise your glasses and toast the bride and groom, Keith and Tina. That's how I think it goes. What do you think? <laughs> Okay. So that's, brought, that's good, yeah. That's brought the energy down, that's what I wanted. In the, um, in the week, you know they've got this new trend now of gender reveal parties. <laughs> what? Gender uh, reveal parties, when you've got new. a kid on the way. That's not new. Or, or they were doing... No, it's not new. Oh, so I thought you meant... More, more <laughs> trying to outdo each other. Last year, uh, someone set fire to... Uh, was it a, a, a thousand square miles of California... Forest because they did a gender reveal party and the firework went off blue and then set fire to all the trees. Well, the other day in New York, the father to be. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Did the firework blow or was it blue? Blue, yeah. Blue. Yeah, Yeah, it sounded like it was the colour blue. It's the colour blue. The the firework went astray and set fire to the forest. Was it the colour blue because it's for a boy? That's what I thought you meant. I don't know. I think everyone's forgotten. No one's bothered about the baby. Now. I thought. I thought happened. when you said a gender reveal party, I thought it's like a trans thing. It's like yeah, and they're coming out to their their, their mum or dad, and they're going, no, "Mum, no, dad, I'm a boy." Baby, so they it's either pink, <laughs> either pink or blue. Yeah, no, I get it now. I've realised that anyway, after. The other day, I'm with the you. other day in New York. Hand up, please, guys. Sorry? I'm with you, Greg. I I I thought because I thought when when Johnny started talking, yeah. I, was talking about a much more modern gender yes. reveal. Yeah, party. exactly. Not like, not, yeah. Not, not the one that set off the uh, wildfires. I thought it was a new thing yeah. where you hold a party. Exactly. Yeah, no, no. I'd say I'm coming out on trans. Yeah, exactly. I'm coming out on oh, trans see, yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than like, yeah. oh, it's a boy or a girl because we've been doing that since fucking day. Like, yeah. Not generally. It started out with cakes, didn't it? They'd cut into the cake and if it was pink, it was a girl and if it was blue, it was a boy. Then they started doing fireworks and explosions. And a bloke in New York, um, his name is Mr. Penke. He's 27, Michael Penke. Uh, oh, no, that was the brother. Christopher Penke, 28, sorry. Related to Stephen uh, he, Penke. He, de- he assembled his own device to reveal the gender of the uh, baby. Unfortunately, the police report said that he'd actually created a pipe bomb and blew himself to smithereens and sent his brother to hospital. <laughs> and, uh, and they're recommending people downgrade their gender reveal party expectations but I was thinking maybe he just didn't want to be a dad 
yeah. Or girl or boy. Girl or boy. That gave me a great idea for a horror film. Um, I don't know if you guys are up for an improv today about <laughs> a horror film called Gender Reveal. Did you, did you say a horror film? Okay. Yeah, like a horror short. <laughs> so, <clears throat> oh, wow, that was well, really well timed sound effect. No, I don't think we can do the horror film. But I have. Oh, I've got, Barry, I've, Barry, I don't Barry, think we do that. Joking. Before you do that, can I just read out this? There was this in the same week. A man from Michigan was killed earlier this month. He was struck by shrapnel from a small cannon-type device fired during a baby shower. So I just reckon the baby's doing. I have thought you could have a horror film where there's a, like a slasher going round to gender reveal parties and he mingles in with the guests at the back and then he sort of slips round as they're stood there with a balloon they're going to pop where balloons come out or normally cut into a cake and he comes around behind the happy couple and if wherever they've got like a knife or a pin he pulls out a knife and he slashes up her belly and he pulls the baby out by the feet and goes gender reveal <laughs> That's how far as I've got, though. What would it be called? I'm, I'm intrigued. You've got my... Gender reveal. <laughs> it, that, be, that, that wouldn't work, though, would it? Come on. Probably not, because it's not fully <laughs> fleshed out. I've only got the bit where she gets killed. So that brings us on to the next thing you wanted to talk about this week, uh, Johnny, and that's Gemma Collins. You wanted to bring her up again, because she's always on your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, Johnny. throw those curtains wide, Johnny. Sorry, sorry. You could call the horror film Gender Reveal, or if it was a boy, you could call it Sunroof. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Throw those curtains wide. One podcast like this a year will see me right. What? Oh God! You you wrote that down. Why did you write shit like that down? Like to actually read out the podcast? Why? I thought that was something about Gemma Collins. No, no, that's what I do want to talk about, Gemma Collins. Stupid shit down. Because like, she never wears the same out. knickers twice. This is disgusting, apparently. She always change, always wears a fresh pair of knickers. Well, yeah. could she? She's I bet that eats them. <laughs> oh, why can't I find sound effects? Oh, oh actually. Yeah. Sorry about sound effects. Like, constant. I, I, I wouldn't find, one, I wouldn't find a fart one for Gemma. Have you ever thrown a cottage pie against the wall? You wouldn't want to clean those knickers either, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I, Johnny, I did actually think you wanted to talk about Gemma Collins, but I've noticed you did say, don't want to waste time talking about Gemma Collins uh, because she's a big butterball cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks like yeah. someone's been using a Cornish pasty for a BMX track. So I apologise for that. There will be no Gemma Collins talk and no offence to anything we've said to Gemma Collins. <clears throat> so I would... So what would Jesus do? Was it what would DC do? Fall over. That's what she normally does. Draco? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was going to give my bike story before it kicked off, mate, but um, I, I, I thought I'd let you finish it off. But I was going to say the answer to the question is no one cares because he's a cunt. Yeah. And I think that we've come full circle on the. Um... <laughs> yeah. We sh- a little bit too much pop culture this week about Gemma <laughs> Collins and Mark Wright. <laughs> but I do, I've had a question for you, Barry. Here's one, here's one for Greg. Greg will like this one. Mm-hmm. How much do you reckon Bradley Walsh earned last year on the chase? Um, well, I don't know. He's, he's, he's worth about, apparently, I looked up how much he was worth, and his net worth is only about £8 million. So last year, I'd say he's been getting more and more each year since the chase came out. I'll say a million. 
Who was he up against? Two million. Who was he up against? Two million. It says here eleven point five. What million? Per episode. Yeah, up from last year's high of nine point five. So I don't know if that's his total. I thought that's what he was worth. I thought that's what he was worth in total, like what he'd what he'd saved up since doing the doing the chase. I did get the information from the BirminghamMail.co.uk. So oh, right. Well, it could be. I mean, that could be that could be right. But then you wouldn't have thought it was as much because of COVID and everything. So I don't know. Last year, but yeah, because uh, uh, the the what's it the the partition game the partitioned episodes didn't come on till like just recently. Um, but obviously, still made money from them. Maybe maybe you got danger money. I think the chasers get about a million each, so it makes sense that he, the amount of time he's on the ITV, he'd probably be on about a 10, 11 million pound contract. It might be on danger money because he comes in quite close contact with the con- contestants. It is, isn't he? He is, he is one, of the, one of Britain's most highly paid um, show hosts, even though he's a massive gun. <laughs> yeah. He's all, I don't know. Name one that isn't a massive gun. He's all right for a... I tried. I was even thinking of it today because I went past a sign and it said, be kind. And it made me think of that girl that Caroline, whatever, that topped herself. And yeah. I was thinking about... I went down not a very kind route in terms of thinking of her and then thinking of people who do that job. And I'm like, you're effectively a salesman for whatever show you're on. Yeah. You're just a salesman. And so... The most likable set of you gets to present the most of them, most of those shows. You know, like if you're Ant and Deck, you get to do loads. Yeah. You know, Brandy Walsh gets to do loads. Cunts. Yeah. I don't want to give Caroline flack, but if you want me to be kind, don't walk around like you're reason out a greasy queef all the time. Although she, she is dead now, but um, Ant would have probably given her a lift to work one day and killed her drunk. So good luck to her. Who, what? Who would have done? Who'd given her to, who who'd have given her a lift to work? No, you cut uh, out. Uh, you cut out. You, the Skype cut out. Oh, and McPartland with the forehead. Oh, right, okay, the yeah. Got it. To, yeah, yeah no, I get, I get it now. Used to fight Dan Dare in the comic books. I get it now. The Skype didn't really cut out. Yeah. The me The me <laughs> Right. Uh, oh, we talk about presenters yeah. still because I've always wanted to be a presenter. Yeah, no, so yeah, no shit. Well, we no get shit. better at it then. Be better at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got, you've got all the right qualifications from what Chris has described as the only talent <laughs> yeah. you need to be a presenter. Stop saying skit and scat. I haven't, let's, let's do it uh, Robin uh, uh, then. Uh, if you had a choice uh, of a show uh, that you, you could present, what would it be starting with you, Barry? Uh, Brian Cranston's pickle. Uh, he makes a legal pickle, but he always gets out of a pickle. No, so you mean a real, do you mean a real show, Draco, that you could present, I, or just make up one? No, 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 because that would be boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Great British Bake Off, but all people make is different pickles, different <laughs> flavour pickles, with Brian Cranston presenting it. Okay, Johnny, what would you probably be? Well, I know what Greg's going to say, and it's about bending. Um, trade, it's called Tradesman's Entrance and it's about pipe benders. Uh, mine would either be Fucker in the Bin or uh, Rape at First Sight. Oh dear. <laughs> um, got a great child on the podcast. <laughs> Not Stuart, though. Oh, no, I'll tell you what we could case. do. Yeah, there was the other quiz we never did Bumming Your Dad. Bumming your dad, bumming your dad. That was a song. That was just a song. Edgy. That was a song. That was. That's more of a. That's more of a morale. That's more of a morale song on site. That's like a site site classic. 
It's like classic songs. Chris? I would go for... Uh, uh, for a blue version of Strike It Lucky called Strike It Mucky. And all of it is like filthy, filthy prizes, dirty weekends, Ooh, yeah. um, punctured condoms, mm. lace drinks. That's it. <laughs> that sounds good. Like as they're walking up the ramp, like you could be just giving them a hand job, and then one of them yeah. comes down, a bit of poppers under the squeeze nose, a tip. like squeeze a tit, you like know, oh you want a deal though. These quizzes, they have an after show, don't they? So the after show could be called Can You Swim, Ducky? <laughs> I'd have a, I'd, I've got one. Crapped on factor. So <laughs> everyone, everyone gets shit on, and then they have to do the they have to do the Krypton factor. The shit noises. That just, that goes, I can't believe that. Can you fucking believe that? He's doing shit noises all the way. Krypton factor. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that, was, that was flabbergasted. Wasn't a good one. I've got look, I've got thirty. I've got. Yeah, however, Draco, what do you want to say? Oh. way of doing it because uh, I, I, I knew I knew this girl who uh, used to be a, like not a, a, a prostitute that I've seen or whatever she was a girl when I was 18 she was okay. she she happened to be a prostitute she started being a prostitute in I Wickham we, we used to hang out of her and smoke weed but and we just knew her but she was a prostitute but yeah she some like this Asian dude used to like pay her like this old Asian guy used to pay her to shit on him and uh, I was like wow like but yeah, I, I don't know what, how she dealt with that, whether she needed a shit all the time or saved it up. Like, just was like, oh, best, we, best we, save we, the shit we, up soon. These, these couldn't be real ones, and now we're, we're taking this from a real-life experience, so that, that, that one's eliminated. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, that was just a long time ago. There's, there's a theory that in Two Girls, One Cup, it wasn't real poo. They inject it up there, so I imagine if a woman's job was to shit on someone's chest, she could just inject some sort of goo up her um, poo chute. Um, I, I don't, I don't think it's really. It matters whether or not they injected anything up. <laughs> no, no, I meant, no, I meant if you had more than if you had more than one booking in a day and you weren't peckish. It all gets injected in there somehow. Moving away. Um, moving. Yeah. I, I had an idea. For, I had an idea for another show. Chocolate mousse and gaffer tape. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that. Well, all right. I'll have to come up with another idea now. Right, this one is called The Chase Junior, and I host it, but it stars Barney Walsh instead of Bradley. And what we do is, like, I thought for the first episode, you know, like in Zulu, when they're all on the mat on on the top of the hill, going ooh, yeah, ooh. While they're singing, Barney gets to run away from them. And when I when I lose interest, I fire a flare in the air, and all the Zulus just chase him and kill the cunt. Okay, I've thought of one as well <laughs> nice. called uh, this. So, okay, cool. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I've only got one, and um, it's actually it's actually just it's stolen. It was actually from uh, Roger Melly, a uh, man on the telly, oh, yeah. in the Viz, 
And because um, all of the jobs he had were all second rate shit jobs, and he was always getting fired for saying something really inappropriate. And he went to his producer with the idea of a, a, a new show that he wanted to do, and it was called Celebrity Assholes. And um, you would literally, <laughs> you know, what's 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 the actual real one at the moment where you where the people are on there naked, and uh, you get to see the uh, you get to see naked the, attraction. The, 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 What's it called? Naked Attraction. Naked Attraction. There was a girl from Ellsbury on it. Yeah. You've got a smudge out, she's got a snatch out, and you've got to decide whether or not you want to... Yeah. I, I just think... But with celebrity arseholes, it's just like people bending over their arse, they, they've got their, 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 their backside hanging for a circle, and you've got to go up and try and guess who it is based on their... Um, their ravaged their hemorrhoids. Yeah, no, yeah, think, that'd, that'd be quite good. I think Naked Ambition was actually worse when you had that girl on there going, you know when the... Um, the little the barrier rises up showing bits, so then you see her get up to um, her vagina that she's had trimmed, and I don't know if she had the the lips in the petri dish down by her side to show you what you could have won, mm-hmm. and then it goes up and you see her rotten tits with all the pus coming out of it and that. That's probably worked. <laughs> if we had any been any transgender people halfway through the the lot on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was... like with no, no, she she sold her story to uh, the newspapers that her tits went rotten and were leaking out of her armpits. What? I'm not making this up. She was the one that told the story on the telly. What was your show? Yeah, so, yeah, no. Rumpel-titskin. Rumpel-titskin, <laughs> did she? What, what was your show idea, Draco? I missed it because you... Did you do your show idea? I don't think you did. I don't think you did. I think you're halfway through it. Yeah, he said he just, he just wanted to see trans people's little trotters hanging out of their knickknacks. I didn't finish on cra- crypt- Crapton okay. Factor. So I didn't actually... finish on... Oh, oh God, yeah. No, please. I was going to say, they do, the, they do, the, they do the, cra- the Krypton Factor course. Wasn't there like a zip line at the end? And then someone, someone, yeah. so someone has to shit on them at the end, right? So the, it's, the contestant yes. isn't... Yeah, the con- target. Yeah, the contestant... Yeah, the, the end and you, you, if you hit the target, you get a certain amount of points. The contestant, the contestant isn't the one... So the, the one on the zip line isn't the contestant. There's a, the contestant is... A, like dangling above them, and they've got a shit on the person on the zip line coming through so as they're doing the last yeah. bit. The and it's how much the they can. Extra, hey? The women get extra points if they're on the blob. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't uh, <they>? and <laughs> No. no uh, it's about how much you can cover them in shit. So, like, the, the, the contestants are the ones shitting on the person on the zip line, and you've got to cover them in shit as they come off the zip line. And if you cover them in the most shit, you win. I've had another idea for a game on that. Let, my, my, could, let me have a go quick. Just, like, you, you could sort of you could do something similar from a northern club with sort of eighties pop music playing and call it the shit man and her and it's just this no, old couldn't. man shitting on this young blonde girl's head. No, not very good. <laughs> Chris, shit, shit man and you know, her. I've not got a really creative idea here, but I've just got an observation that like, I thought it was the pod. It was the. I thought it was the improvs that led us down the line of everyone getting the cock out. Killing everyone who's yeah. just <laughs> And I realised it's just a natural state of chat. It's like a all road speed. They to say cock fanny and shit. Uh, the other th- idea for that so we're we're quite literally crowning. Another idea for the Krypton Factor game is do you remember the one where they used to have the plane, where they used to have to try and land the plane? One of, if you were doing the crit, the shit and factor for that, what they could do is before they go in to land the plane, you have someone that has like a little trowel and a bucket of shit, and they just scrape shit over all the dials and all the controllers and the screens. No, do, it, do it as a poo navigating the bow, and you've got to come out the hole at the end. 
That's what it would be. Oh yeah, you could do, but it'd be better. What, what you what you what you could do is just tell them they've got to practice for ages to land the plane like a pilot, and as they're doing it, a load of Saudi Arabians kick the fucking door in behind them, stab them, and crash it into a fucking into a building. What about another idea for a show would be Tom's Heroes? Because last year was obviously the year of Captain Tom, where you have people, the, what they have to do is dress up as Captain Tom, <laughs> and then they live out different parts of his life. So some pretend to be in the army, some pretend to be doing the walk. Some have Tiger Woods mask on. <laughs> some pretend to be on Blankety Blank, some mm. in Barbados. But that gave me another idea, and what you were saying about the Krypton Factor, and that's... <laughs> Captain Tom's Poo Heroes. So that puts it on another level. So basically you'd have poo scrape around the walking frame, poo on the uniform. Hi, Tom. Similar. Do anyone remember Castle Greyskull? Oh, that place around the corner from where Skeletor lived. <laughs> when you, when, when you put it in that context, Castle Greyskull sounds a bit like Cockney rhyming slang. Castle Grayskull is when an Castle. older woman takes out her dentures and goes down on you. You pull out and ejaculate on her face, and then she then throws her dead husband's ashes. You then, th- you then throw her dead husband's ashes on her. That's Castle Grayskull. It's just a bit like a gorilla mask. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> So, that's a nice little chilled out moment there. Meditation moment, as I like to call them. Podcast meditation glad moments. We, glad that we, uh, that we swayed away from the, uh, the game shows that um, were centering around human feces covered on, <laughs> on, yeah. on anything. But then I, 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 I I lowered the tone by telling the story about a granny shitting in a pot, didn't I? Really? Yeah, well, no, yeah, well, no, you didn't lower the tone. The tone's always permanently lowered, to be fair. Yeah. Was this or making a stock. You told the thing about an old woman making a stock, you know. Yeah. No, we were... So I was, I was going to say, Draco, um, before um, Greg got the um, sound effects board, it normally took him a couple of days to upload... The episode, but now he's doing it on the fly. He's probably got about twelve hours to get all your stuff out of the shop and move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's okay actually because I was um, I slightly transferred it all into my wife's name a couple of years ago in anticipation of this going wrong. <laughs> that's all good. Right, I reckon. Um, I reckon we should uh, ask a thirty-six chamber question. Yeah, do you want a, a 36 question? I oh, will do, because if that's what Greg wants, that's yeah. what we'll do. So I'm not going to yeah, argue, because I don't want to make him angry. Say, you, you slyly did all that, and you didn't buy Bitcoin. You what? I, I don't want to make Greg angry, and I didn't want to do this. Um, I had uh, Keith and Tina Comic Con round story I'd like to have done. But as Greg wants to do the 36 questions, we'll get up to set three of the 36 questions, because at the beginning of the podcast, we... Um, did set one and set two and they're just like they get quite hard but these questions get harder and harder so we've explained it before the 36 questions are a psychological test to get to know someone better but mainly it's for two people so when you've got five it's probably a little bit different so we can all answer them though if you put your hands up so some of the questions might not might be a bit weird some might not work we can just go next it's just say next and i'll read the next one so, so we've got this from question five to question 30, 25 to 36 so there's not that many to go but these are quite difficult questions and they do go quite deep so you're going to have to let your walls down you're going to have to be vulnerable and we're going to have to let each other in um so we'll stop question 25 make three 
true we statements for each. Make three true we statements for each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling. So you've got to make three true we statements. So I'll, I'll start. So I'm sitting here. I'm feeling good. I'm with you guys. We About us. Yeah. Three true statements about us. How are you feeling now or okay. can be anything. Do you want to go next or this quick? Johnny, go you on. answer next. Uh, I'm feeling amused. I'm feeling content. And I'm feeling loved. <laughs> That's the guy. It's like an head. office team building <laughs> exercise. Anyone else want to answer or should we so move on? A, there's a vomit sound effect. I think there's a vomit we'll, one. We'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. I just, uh, you know, I thought I was feeling regret. That didn't go how I thought it would. <laughs> Complete this sentence. Good on you for revealing a little bit. This isn't a safe space and I'm feeling a little bit, um, a little bit vulnerable. Okay, I, question 26. I'm going to direct this at someone to answer first and the person I'm going to direct it at first is Chris. <laughs> Complete this sentence. Are you ready for this, Chris? I wish I had someone with whom I could share... My life with. Wow, it's pretty deep, Chris. No, that's how I am. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah that's, that's pretty deep. Johnny's just laughing at everyone. That's not very nice. <laughs> well, he's content, isn't he? Mm. He's content. Would you I'm content, and I feel like, I thought someone. you said you had a house full of people. But none of, are they just people you captured? Oh no, no, I don't. I don't care about them. That's a, it's a wish, isn't it? It's just... <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to answer that? One, well, yeah, right? my life with obviously that's, that's what anyone's okay. going to say, isn't it? Like, yeah. get you boys on married at first sight. <laughs> question twenty-seven. If you were going to become, a, I'm going to ask Draco this question first. If you were going to become a close friend of the person you're with, share what would be important for her or him to know. What? If you were going to become a close friend of the person you're with, share what would be important for her or him to know. It doesn't say that, does it? Greg, read it out. I think it does. Yeah, I, th- I think these, these, these questions the have got shit, have they? No, that's it. They're the questions. If you were going to become a close friend of the person you're with... Share what would be important for her or him to know. Yeah, what would be important? I used to be a man. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. If you're going to become a close friend of the person you're with, comma, share what would be important for her. What would you share what you would need to know about you? It means with a random person. If it's like the person you've just met or something and you want them to be a friend, what would you tell them? Yeah. Okay, I'd tell them. I really am trying my best to nothing. do this. Greg. Tell yeah. them nothing, Draco. Well, tell them nothing. It's it's always the same one, isn't it? You know, I've had three shits today, me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Qu- yeah. Question twenty-eight. This one's going to be directed at Greg. Tell the person you're with what you like about them. Be honest and saying things that you might not say to someone <laughs> you just met. I really like the way you do your intros to the podcast. I think I love the way you talk about skits and scats. I to think people. question nine to Greg again. Share an embarrassing moment in your life. <laughs> I've, done, I've done 10 hours of that, like at least, I'd say. So, yeah, yeah, that's good to say. I've got 14 episodes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think we, I need to... Yeah. I mean, I could share... A re- no, I haven't really had a reason. Oh, no, yeah. I, I've, I mentioned every embarrassing thing I do pretty much on, on the podcast. I think I did have one recently. Did I have one? Yeah, I'm sure it was... Um, Didn't you shit yourself in Sainsbury's diarrhoea? No, I, thought, I think it was something else drone-related, not losing it on the... I lost it on the tracks, but I did something else stupid. I think oh no, I was just getting caught back like that guy at Hartwell House, but I wasn't really. Who wants the next question? 
Yeah, I haven't got an embarrassing one. It's going well, man. <laughs> who wants the next oh, question? The question's got shitter. I think so who's, like... Who wants it? Go on, then. Okay. Uh, when did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? Which one do you want? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Either. I can only tell you one or the other. I think he was crying <laughs> last night when he was talking about posting all that drunk gibberish on the WhatsApp group. No, no, I'm pretty sure he was in tears then. Has anyone seen Capone? Chris No, I haven't. Are we not doing this now then? Hey? Do you want to quit no, doing no, this? I don't I mind quitting it. I don't, I don't, no, this was your idea. I, I no, like yeah, but the questions were better last Keith time. No, no, I'm just saying the, question, the earlier questions in this series I didn't want to do the earlier questions again. Like, I can't go back and start again. They were, no, they were, yeah, they were like, they were uh, like, can, what? Can I just say, the last time I cried was when I trod, trod on a bit of Lego and realised that's not the best way to get out of a child's throat. Cool, good joke. Chris? And the last time I cried, so I watched... I've been watching um, these gardening programs on, there's there's the Charlie Dimmock one with the two young hipsters. Yeah. And there's also, there's one, there's a Titch now we're talking. one on as now well. And they're both about, basically, they go, they hear a sob story and they go really design the room. Except Titchmarsh one is the full on sob story. The other one is basically people have got five, six grand and they want it adapted. Yeah. Yeah, and then Dimmock and the two hipsters yeah. compete against each other, and then end up carrying out their, you know, whatever it they one choose. They choose. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Titchmarsh just hits it straight away. I watched this one with Titchmarsh this other day, and it was about a landscape gardener, and I think the bloke had had a stroke, oh. and there was there was him, and he had two young kids and a missus. I think the kids were twins as well. And he'd had this, and he, the bloke must have only been like mid twenties, like tattooed, sort of normal, sort of geezer and then suddenly like he was stumbling about trying to get in and like Titchmarsh when he was describing it he started crying and all the all the landscape gardeners then when they were doing it they were like he's one of our own we better make this work we've got him own did that make and you cry like, to, to start with I was watching it going fucking hell like <sighs> Jesus they'll put anything on just to sort of get an emotive response yeah. and I looked at my missus and she obviously like she's just coming out of the toilet she's pregnant at the moment and she's sobbing away, and I was like, oh. and then watching it. But by the end of it, I was crying for this. Yeah, blood. that's like me with Mike and Heidi. You're married at first sight. Oh, I was yeah. in tears when are Mike. You, and... are, you, are you already? Are you already getting the gender reveal pipe bomb ready? Mm-hmm. I don't know what. One thing I've noticed about that program. Have you seen the one with one? You've seen the one with um, Dimmock and. The other brothers, whatever they're called. The have you ever yeah, noticed yeah. at the end, right? So, say the brothers' gardens wins and they show them, you have Dimmock hiding behind a fence, like going, Oh, that yes. looks good. Or you have the two brothers hiding and she's there. Why don't they just all turn up? It's so they, obvious they're not there. It's just so weird. Like, you'd have. Because they're describing it, though. They, it's like they're not encroaching on the garden. Because if they were stood in the garden commentating, mm. then it would be like they're judging it. But by them just doing the fence thing, they're just going. Oh, this is a lovely idea, isn't it? Oh, this is a... Johnny, please. You know, anyway, I'll just have to... I think, I think it's uh, it's unfair because like Charlie Dimmock has got her knockers, but you get a medium-sized um, skip in your back garden and you can't get the van round. She, she'll she be able to move it for you. Do you know, right, ben, uh, Barry will tell you this. So, right, in the... 
been like so ground force used to be on on a thursday it was on around um when top of the pops was on so thursday nights we used to go down the ship and ground force was on i think on bbc2 like before top of the pops and then blah blah blah, blah. anyway um top of the pops isn't really important but i used to watch um titchmarsh and barry was a landscape gardener at the time and always like critic critique um, Titchmarsh is like how he put poles in. Oh, you wouldn't use the dry mix for that. <laughs> and he'd say all little shit like that all the time when we watched it. Land um, geek. And, but they had to call them Eastern Europeans now, by the way. Garden geek. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you'd have like Dimmock on there and people would be saying, oh, Ray Parler, you know, she always has her tits out. Ooh, ooh. And I'd never really used to find her that attractive. No, but I now, don't get it. You've seen her now, she's now massive. She's a mum. And she's bigger, and that's not my sort of thing. There's something more womanly and nice about her than when they were sexualising her before, just yeah. because mm. she had her knockers out, if you know what I mean. Yeah, she, yeah, I know. I don't, it was a bit much, wasn't it? Yeah, cause just because she had, there was a little I, bit of cleavage, she wasn't like this big this sex bomb they were making her out to be. And then, yeah, now she's, now she's fucking massive. Yeah, she's more like a, just a I friendly old sh- mum. Johnny, please. If you imagine a, imagine a couple of ground workers, they've got a fucking um, steelies off and they're pulling off those really, really tight denim jeans and you just see that rusty fucking scaffolding pipe swinging between her legs. You're going to get turned on, aren't you? Are you saying, are you saying Charlie Dimmock's got a cock? Are you saying she's a man, Johnny? Is that what you meant no, by I that? Think, I, think, I, think, I think she's um, got... I wouldn't go that far. ...like a pink elephant. I can remember the oh, DIY, I can remember the DIY SOS um, they did with you, Johnny, when they did your house up, and that was really emotional, and they sexualised you in a very degrading way in that episode, and that I was in tears at the end of it because I remember you, the bit with yeah, you in the wheelchair. Yeah, that was the last time I cried. I cry, I cry every day. I, th- I don't think there's a day that goes by I don't cry about something. Um, I watch some, uh, Frasier makes me cry. Horrible boss, uh, not horrible bosses, undercover boss. Uh, anything that's on Channel Four in the morning makes me cry. Anything on Channel Three, the improv, uh, the improv makes you cry. The improv makes the idea of doing improv makes me cry. Nick uh, Knowles kicking Johnny Nick down Knowles. the stairs <laughs> in his wheelchair <laughs> makes me cry. Yeah, that was, that was uncalled for. They didn't even film that. <laughs> so. Um, that's quite funny that advert, that new advert with Nick Knowles. He goes like, "I built the hospital I was born in." And he, when he, have you seen really? That one? Yeah, he goes like, I mean, that's, that's just, it's, a, "It's a funny advert," and it's got that's Nick Knowles, right. and it shows a picture of him as a baby. It's a baby with stubble and a hard hat. Look at me! I built the hospital I was born in. I know what I'm doing. He's talking to some guy, just saying he knows how to build stuff. Like, yeah. Quite funny. Uh, but he doesn't. He's just, he, he, I bet he hasn't got a fucking clue. He knows how to put up a shelf, maybe, but he's not like. I doubt if I took him on site and was like, right. And got him involved in, in some pipe bending, Johnny. <laughs> what do you reckon? You've been, been busy, haven't you, Greg? You've been busy. Bending you off, one off the bending first big brother. Pipe yeah, off. Uh, actually, Nick, I think I've got something to bring up. I think it's come to light that you have been talking behind people's back. What, Keith Lemon? And then Keith Lemon. Yeah, I know, Craig. He was on He was on with Keith Lemon. You were doing an impression of Keith Lemon then. They were mates and he was always adding on Bo Selector. But you were doing the Bo Selector guy, not um, Talking Craig. of Keith Lemon... Uh, he's in the new movie, the hit new smash hit movie called Twist. <laughs> oh, wow. Twist, based on the oh. Charles Dickens book, Oliver Twist, <laughs> which is currently showing on Sky, featuring the oh, smash hit actress, 
Rita Ora and the smasher ha, actor ha, Michael Caine and introducing ha, 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 Jude Law's son. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, Greg wants to do his Michael Caine impression. Because Greg's we watched Twist and we noticed that every film Michael Caine's in now, he always does a speech and he talks back when he was a young boy, then starts oh, to almost sorry. like he's going to cry. Master Bruce. <laughs> like this. Please continue, Greg. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Master Bruce. Ha, 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 ha. It's not so much the words, it's the noises he yeah, makes. Yeah, it's the uh, yeah. time. So have any of you guys seen Twist? <laughs> nah, Lionel Bart was a fucking nonce though, wasn't he? Who? I don't know, mate. What are you talking well, about? Sorry, mate. Please, What please are you talking about? Lionel Bart wrote Oliver. Oh, oh right, was he? Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. I, I know. Charles Dickens. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Dickens. But Dickens like that. Yeah, I think so. I very, I very, I very much doubt that someone around my age got uh, sexually abused at the age of twelve by Charles Dickens. But I am getting on a bit. So you talk about the, you talk about the musical. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, so the, the beginning. Films of all time. I was very disappointed to find out. At the beginning of um, at the beginning of this fucking Allegedly. shit. At the beginning of the shitstorm that is Twist, right? So it's the shit. I've seen some shit films this year, but the not, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four was the shittest until I saw Twist, and but then Twist could be forgiven a little bit more because it's British and it's just yeah, and it's by some cunt who hasn't done anything before. Um, I think he's a free runner. I think he's a free runner, and he just and he somehow got a directing like gig. And yeah, it's a lot it's, of that film is on roofs. It's yeah, it's just rooftops. It's just set pieces on rooftops, and then yeah, some just woeful acting and writing, and yeah, well, writing first of all, and then yeah, with the writing's shit, then the acting. I don't know why even wasting time should, talking about. Usually it, follow really. suit, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's. I said to Barry, I said like, okay, as soon as as soon as Rita Ora comes on, I'm out. I was like, I well, should have brought it up. We'll I watch, shouldn't have brought it we'll up. We'll watch the intro, and then. And when Rita Ora comes on screen, we'll just go, nah, duck out. And you go, Rita Ora came on screen, was the first line, it was horrible. It was like, oh, clang. Lena Headey as Sykes. Oh, God, yeah, Lena Headey as Sykes. So it's like... A woman, a Sykes. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So Oliver's a bloke, right? So they haven't reversed any of the other jet-like roles or whatever. It's just, just Sykes is now a woman. But it's just not believable... They could have at least got someone hard or whatever to play Bill Sykes. I look after And she, yeah, she beats up like 20 coppers at one point. Oh, sorry, Bill Sykes, not Fagin, sorry. Yeah, no, Fagin's Michael Caine. Fagin's the Jew. No, it's Michael Caine. No, it's Michael Caine. He does a good Russian impression in it yeah. as well. Oh, I, I am a Russian. <laughs> Take me to my art. Uh, uh, good for his Russian man impression. Yeah. Hello, and my pretty. He's got loads of kids in a loft, and he's meant to be like a caring uncle, but the only people you see are Reet Roar and the other guy that looks like Kish, and... Jude Law, but these other loads of other little kids, you never really see them again. They're just there. Kish is black. Kish is Asian. Kish is no the way the clothes. Oh yeah, the hat and the glasses and that. Not like the style, the fashion. Yeah, Yeah, kind of. It's like nineties fashion. Now that film Twist has come out, does that mean I can never watch the Oliver Twist musical ever again? Has it been withdrawn and I can never watch it again? No. The funny thing is, though, at the beginning of this Twist film. No, 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 you know, you have to, no, they say at the beginning of this, they go, oh, and there's no songs in this, I mean, and immediately I was like, oh, I wish there were, because this is going to be shit, I mean, there's no songs in it, and it's, yeah, the original Oliver is obviously There's loads of 90s music, better. though. Yeah, there's loads of 90s, it's like the Fratellis and everything, every single, there's loads of chasing around on rooftops with, dang, 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 and like Gomez and shit like that. Wasn't the original Oliver Twist a black and white film, and it wasn't actually a musical? Yeah, there's been loads of them, haven't there, fucking... I want to apologise to Draco, I know he's walked away, but he did have his hand up halfway through us talking, I didn't, we just ignored him and carried on talking, and then... He's just gone to set fire to his shop. Do you want to look for his Oliver Twist comics to burn them all? <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
himself. Lucky I sneaked off and got that ghost rider already. It's funny because... That's quite funny you singing that because I was thinking, well, they should do a modern Oliver twist, but the way they did it... What do you mean? Do a twist on it? Yeah, basically. But the way they did it didn't really work because they were two on the nail, two on the money. But I think if you had four men... Maybe five in their forties. Oh, 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 middle-aged white yeah. men. Yeah, four middle-aged white men. Sorry, Draco, Draco you, you're back. back uh, you were to say something. Make us do an improv. Shut up, Johnny. Draco, you want to say something? You had your hand yeah. up. To the, going back to the twist thing, I heard somebody say something about a nonce, <laughs> and um, I wasn't sure whether they were referring to an actor or the, uh, the the general people that the actors were portraying, because surely that was uh, that's one of the fringe benefits of running a workhouse back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. No, no, I was talking about the writer of the musical, Lionel Bart. He was a famous nonce. He used to fuck 12-year-old boys. Clearly his favourite subject, wasn't it? You know, it's just like having a workhouse full of little boys to play with, and uh, he, he liked it so much <laughs> that he wrote a music about it so that he could surrounded by loads of little boys I mean it's a dream come true isn't well it? like Jimmy Savile Woody Allen well no it's someone I know quite well he used to rape her brother what, what? Jesus Christ Johnny are you trying to destroy this podcast no. before you go on to the no. other one talking about bloody raping no, brothers and stuff no I won't cut it out it shows you to the man you are this is real life this is real life carry on Carry on. Okay, so... Well, so what, were we, what were we talking about? Twist. That? Oh, yeah, twist. Yeah, ten out of, I'm giving it 9 out of 10. Oh, fuck you, no. No, four out, one, 3 out of 10. Oh, it's not. You can't even get... It's, it's not, not worth a watch. You can't even watch. It's not watchable. So let's move on from twist. But we watched it. But, uh, Barry, how many, greats out, how many greats out of great would you give it? Four greats. We haven't even done an improv story this week, so... We, did, you, did you say that it was... Uh, that you give him 9 out of 10, or nine, 9 and 10 was the age of the boys he was bumming? Yeah, I like yeah. I like art. There was no we like art. Bill, Bill. I mean, I don't know what's it. Is, is her name Bill? We have got to do a heist. We've got to do a heist. He fell off the roof. Tommy Chifton fell off the roof. I don't know, no Tommy Chifton. Okay, so <laughs> I've had an idea for uh, a. I only told you to blow the little boys off. <laughs> so I've had an idea for this week's big round table improv story. <laughs> The Game of Thrones, big Game of Thrones improv will probably come next week. But this week we will be doing a... What would you prefer to do, guys? An improv or a story? Neither. Story. Okay, story's better then. So I'll just explain to Draco how this works. So how this will work is... Let's go for a quick piss. See you in about an hour. It's a... That's probably better, actually. It'll work a lot better. So it's a roundtable story where... Uh, obviously it's pretty obvious one of us starts a story then the next person next person next person and we just take it round in a circle we will not we'll go round so whoever st- I'll start it and then I'll finish it so we'll go round maybe twice not so we don't want to drag it out I'm too long oh, you, so do, you don't want to do it either it's, just, it's too many anyway it's, it's, you four do it I'll, I'll okay so Greg's not going to do it and then Greg could just edit it all out <laughs> no so no, I'm joking. Well, it's no, it's, 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 it's,
So anyway, I'm going to start, then we're going to go to, I think we should go me, uh, Johnny, Chris, Draco, me, just to give him a flavour for you two, how you work right. and your skills of story as storytelling. So, uh, Greg, you definitely want to take part in this round? No, no, no. Okay, because once, you once you're out, you can't no, okay. come back in. Yeah, so you're not being in this <laughs> round. Okay, so it's me, Chris, Johnny, and Draco, and I'll put my hand up and point when we're finished. We'll make sure we're looking at each other. So this is the story. So I can see okay. how shit it really is now, because when you're involved in it, you're like, ah, oh, you want it to be good, but you know, deep down, you know, it's not funny. So yeah, carry on. So Tina and Keith living together. No, it's not fucking Tina and Keith, is it? Fucking hell. Ah. No, please don't do soundboards all the way through it as well. I can't go into it. You'll have to physically stop me. Tina and Keith have been living together for a while, and Tina's been out of work. So she's looking through the paper. She goes, oh, there's a lot of cleaning jobs here, Keith, in this area. It's not too bad, but I've applied for a few of them and I haven't got any. Look, Tina, I know a bloke. He's an older guy. Uh, I work with his son, and his son doesn't want anything to do with him but he's got a house that needs cleaning. I'll have a word and see if he needs a cleaner. So he has a word with this guy when he's back at work and he goes, oh, my wife's been looking for a cleaning job. She's really after one. And he goes, yeah, yeah, she can go around and check it out. So he goes back home and he goes, yeah, Tina, he's really interested. Give him a ring, don't be shy. Here's his dad's number. He, he needs a cleaner. He knows you know me and I know him. So someone he can trust, not just someone out of paper. So he goes, give him a ring and find out. So Tina, Tina rings the guy up. Hey, who's this? Is it? Uh, oh, hi, my name's Tina. I spoke to your dad. He says you need says you need a cleaner. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I live in, uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, Tina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my dad meant. Yeah. Why don't you pop straight round now and you can have a look at the job and we can we can discuss it round here. All right, said Tina. Where do you live? Number sixteen, Coronation Avenue. All right, I'll be round in about ten minutes. It's only a little walk away. So Tina popped out. Popped on her vest jacket. Best to make a good impression, she thought. And she walked all the way round to Coronation Avenue. Nine and a half minutes it took her. Not bad. She did on the door. She could hear a little bit of movement inside, but she couldn't see anything through. It was like that, you know, that stain, not, not stain, but it's like, you know, that window you can't, opaque, that's the word Tina was looking for, silly bitch. Just scurry coming towards the door. It sounded very, very muffled. Hello, I'm Tina the Cleaner, she said when the door swung open. But she didn't see someone. She saw seven sets of shoes just across the carpet. Ah, well, this place is messy. Hello, she shouted. Nothing. Someone must have opened the door. They must have been bursting for the toilet, opened the door and bursting for the toilet. So Tina walked in the house. As she did that, the seven sets of sets of shoes stepped back. That's a bit fucking weird, she, she said. Um, hello? Is there anyone there? She banged on the doors, looked around for where the natural bit was, still couldn't see anything. She went to walk past the seven sets of shoes and something bounced her back. It was only a fucking invisible caterpillar. And she realised uh, at that point that uh, the acid had kicked in and uh, that it was a really bad idea to go round to someone's house uh, to uh, do a cleaning job whilst on acid. Uh, and she heard, uh, she heard a little cry and uh, she realised it was coming from the upstairs. And uh, she made her way upstairs 
And uh, just as she got to the top of the stairs, she could smell something really, really, really awful. And um, she could just see that the door was just ajar. And uh, she could just see a figure just through the door. But uh, she could also see some shit on the floor. And that was pretty grim. And uh, just as she went to open the door, this voice goes, no, 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 don't, don't open the door. Don't open the door. I didn't make the toilet in time. And um, she just looks and there's the shit on the sink, it's <clears> on the wall, and then just as she tries to go in, she uh, there's a little bit of poo stuck under the door, and it starts dragging along the lino floor, and uh, he's wearing, uh, he's, he's, he's got a onesie on, and like the onesie's like half unzipped, and you, it's just shit everywhere, basically. Keith looked at his watch, he realised Tina had been at that house for roughly about 40 minutes, she must be coming up by now. He picked up the phone and rang her up. Tina? Hello? Tina? Oh, I'm terrified, Keith, Tina said. There's shit everywhere, shit everywhere. That's all she kept saying. Keith said, it's okay, Tina, calm down. Have you seen him? Have you met him? No, I haven't seen anyone here. Oh, oh, oh Keith, I'm so scared. Just go into the living room. Keith calmed Tina down and got her to go into the living room. He sat her down on the lounge and he told her to put her phone in, down near her vagina. Play with yourself, Keena. Tina. Play with yourself. What are you talking about, Keith? What are you talking about? Play, play with yourself, Tina. What don't you understand about what I'm telling you? Tina was shocked. She couldn't really know what, if she was coming or going. Keith was trying to be very forceful. Keith, have you got your top off? Yeah, Tina, play with yourself now. Tina started to take her skirt down. Tina inserted two fingers inside herself. She had a little clip-clop, clip-clop, seven <coughs> pairs of clip-clops. Shoes started walking into the room. Tina felt a bit guilty and pulled her skirt over herself. What she was doing was wrong. The wallpaper started to fold down around her. Newspaper fl started to fly around like a whirlwind. What had she done? Tina suddenly noticed that the seven sets of shoes were dancing. She was like, I'm a visible caterpillar, visible caterpillar. I didn't mean to play with myself in the room. Invisible caterpillar. Just carried on dancing. I mean it, please, Invisible Caterpillar, listen to me. I did not mean to dance. I did not mean to do what I did in this room. I did not mean for the wallpaper to come off. I did not mean for the paper to come on. I'm Tina the Cleaner. I'm an honest, hard-working woman. Well, boomed in the room. Well, well, it seems to me, Tina, that you've lived your life. Yes, I've lived my life. I've, you know, watching you do what you've done. Yes, yes, yes. Never fading with the sunset. No, no, no. When the rain sets in. Yes. And your footsteps will always fall here, along the greenish hills. Your candle burned out long before your legend ever did. I don't know what you're talking about, Caterpillar. I don't know what you're talking about. Keith has sent you here for a reason. The reason isn't to play with yourself, young lady. The reason is you've been chosen by a higher power. You have been chosen and imbued with these amazing superpowers. And from this point on, you are going to be known as... Morgrok, the Wanderer. Keith looked at his watch. He looked at his phone. We're back at Keith's now. We're not with Tina anymore. Keith panicked. 
she's been got this didn't really work out this was a bad idea trying to get get her high and then oh, get her to the bit the whole thing mast- no no sorry mate get her to masturbate for me over a phone in someone's house this doesn't work Keith rushed around the house as quick as he could he phoned his friend from work they all burst through the door Tina they saw her writhing around on the living room court floor covered in her own excrement the king the king he's telling me to do stuff he's telling me to do stuff they took her out of the house Keith realised he'd made a mistake and had Tina sectioned she was Sony section for a week. She was fine after that. And then back. She'll be back for next week. The end. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So that's the end of... And you're telling Sorry. me Greg doesn't find that funny? Yeah. I like the... I like the Elton John... I like, quite like the Elton John bit. But I don't... For that, I don't... By itself. So that's your cause for that bit. We don't, need, we don't need a review of it from you, thank you very but, much. But, yeah, no, Dan will review it. We'll have it Dan well. reviewing it yeah, next week. Right. And then we'll know he's got to the end of the podcast. Does so anyone else got anything they want to get off their chest before we wrap this up? That's what it's going so far, all right. I feel, how have you felt this week, Greg? Well, no, I, I was just saying, I think, I don't think we've had a proper, I think we've had a bit of a conversation here and there. Draco's done a good bit by coming on and telling us lots of good comic book stuff, but I don't think us as a collective have really gelled. You know, like yeah, or the, the, like the takeaway thing, like like Chris was saying about like he's talking to his production mate, going like, oh, what's the thing? What are you taking away from this podcast? It's like, what the fuck would you? Well, you take the comic stuff away from it. You take the guest star away from it this week. I'm just saying our contribution has been shit. Draco's done well. well I think, can I just interrupt? Sorry, Greg, no, I've I been think... shit, not you, Chris. Sorry, my contribution. No, 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 but too. I don't think you have been... I think you're I've just been angry. I think yeah. also this stuff does shouldn't be on the podcast, us reviewing and talking about... Oh, I think it should. This is my favourite bit. <laughs> I just so, think yeah. lockdowns... I think, get... I think everyone's done... Well, I I'll, I'll, I'll leave my... Leave your thoughts. No, I, I, this is just how I'm feeling. I'm feeling Chris, in general. This Chris, is not just the podcast. This is in general. I'm, I'm an angry man. Chris, you know I mean? Chris, sorry, Chris. Uh, Greg looks like Barry's dragged into gender reveal party, but <laughs> Greg knows it's not going to be a boy or a girl. It's just going to be Barry doing a shit. Mm, good, good callback. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't fart, fart, this, fart did you? sound. Oh. I'm sorry that you feel like that this week. That's uh, it's just because I, I, I don't mind if, if it was up to me I'd keep talking for another hour or two because I, I think this that's when you that's that's when we start talk that's this is when we stop we're bound to say something decent or we'll start gelling and it'll be how I mean how it should be but yeah that's uh, that's just the way I feel Greg Chris you he just put his thumbs up saying the same thing we should probably keep on talking because you're trying to round, round it up but I don't think yeah. I don't feel like Draco? I feel there's more that we could edit in if you know what I mean like I just I just farted and I don't <laughs> like the smell of it <laughs> there you go see we'd have missed that gem if we <laughs> if we'd uh, oh where's oh, where my fucking fart there's, sound effects there's chaff to cut there's chaff to cut out yeah obviously. But I also think don't we shouldn't be too self depreciating or well you can be it in a humorous way but don't be too self critical no. because it's just ego fuck it can I fuck it I think too, too much stuff out no sorry can I just cut for can I just share some of these with you so on that soundboard obviously I was doing lots of fart noises right because I was the only the only the the sound effect board there's there's like twenty odd well, they all divided up like twelve twenty four a screen or whatever yeah. There's like there's twenty there's three screens of twenty four like random sound effects but they're not grouped together that's why they're all really badly timed and I was f- f- fuddling yeah 
Yeah, that's why it's really difficult to do. You should have all the voices together anyway. But there's a fart section. There's a whole fart section, yeah? Like, 20, there's 24 Stinks, fart... Stinks, Greg. Cut huh? it down, boy. There's a 24 farts. There's 24 fart noises. I'm just going to read out some of the noise, uh, the the names of them. So we've got uh, Dirty Burrito. Uh, Little Ripper. Like? <laughs> we have to hear them. Dirty Burrito, okay. That's it. Dirty Burrito is... That's... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a that's a long one. Little Ripper. Can you say? Can you say? <laughs> Are we going to go through? I just want to stop, like, because you said play you fart bingo. You, play fart just, bingo. I think this is a good bit. Just one man, an electric skateboard, and a soundboard. That's all he needs. <laughs> okay. Riding around town. Air powered. Right. Okay. No. No. no I, 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 in alphabetical order. Okay. So these are all in alphabetical order. I think. Oh no, they're not. Sorry, that's a lie. Um, you really want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you wanted to say I'll just, on here today. I'll listen back. I'm just going for a slash. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just wanted to read out some of the names. You've got Mud Duck. <laughs> Mud Duck. Hot Wind. Bu- buzzer. Butt Burp. Bubblers. Air Biscuit. It is funny. Barry. <laughs> that, that's good. Smile. That's good. That's good. The quicker you do it, the better it is. Flooper, all right. Brown fire. <laughs> Brown fire. Nether, nether belch. Draco. Oi. Oh, say something quick. Sorry, that was wet one. Wet one. <laughs> Are you gonna say, is he saying anything? You say something, Draco? Or, or do you want a squeezer? <laughs> you, can only make, you can only make these fart sounds when you've got grapes. And I make... Every single one of these fart sounds every single day of the week, naturally. Oh my god, you got grapes, have you? As, I like, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, mate. That's why it sounds like a trumpet every time. <laughs> you can do that anyway without grapes, to be fair. I've got quite a good sphincter control. Like, sound. Uh, I've really got like, like, like a reed on a trumpet, uh, on a clarinet. If we... I'm the same. I'm the same. I was just thinking we could call you the board lord. <laughs> like, like skateboard, just... downboard, <laughs> maybe cheeseboard, yeah. I don't know. Not cheeseboard. Yeah, no, I hate cheese, no, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm all the other boards. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just a tiny bit worried that in the space of 120 minutes, you've completely forgotten all of Dan's feedback. <laughs> and he's going to feel really disappointed towards the end of this podcast. Uh, I think Dan will like this bit. Um, yeah, anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm just going to get through him really quickly. Brown Kitty. <laughs> Rip Snorter. Flabbergaster. Air Monkey. <laughs> oh, uh. Bun, <laughs> Bun Thunder. Chicken Soup. I'll bet, you I'll bet you a quid. I've got a funnier one right here. Right. Brown Cloud. Oh, well, that's basic. Crunchy Frog. <laughs> Crunchy Frog. <laughs> I do that. Taco Torpedo. I think that's all of them. A little ripper, I've done that. Yeah, okay. okay. That's all of them. Sorry. Did, did you have one called a skydiver's mouth? <laughs> no. But yeah, sorry, that way. yeah, sorry about that. Edit that bit out. <laughs> that reminds me of an idea for a show you could have called Married at First Shite. Where a lady goes into pub toilets and three blokes are having a shit, and she has to pick who she's going to marry from the smell, noises, and texture. Ooh. That's one of mine, isn't it? <laughs> yep. I know my pitches. So, is that it for this week? Have we got any more you want to talk about then? 
Yeah, we'll just so keep talking, Baz. Oh, right, so we're not going to... It's only 10 o'clock, it's only 10.30. Okay. You can have a little chat. Just have a normal chat. Mate, if, I, if I was going to throw a, hang, a conversational hand grenade in the room, yeah. I would say that uh, Draco thinks the last three Star Wars prequels were quite good. Uh, okay, oh, here we go. Here we go. Movie chat. The, uh, which, uh, the last three Star Wars... Oh, right, okay, so... Well, I thought the first one, Force Awakens, okay... No, I got... sequels. No, sequels, sorry, not prequels. Sequels. Oh, uh, what? The Mandalorian, you mean? What, eh? Hey? No, it's... What are you talking about? Three films, uh, seven, eight, and nine. Yes, Force Awakens, etc. Yes. Is that the one with clit scratchings in it, the Sharia Law Detective? What? (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, no. (laughs) I don't get it, sorry. You have to explain the joke. In what he said, um, they're they're shocking, and um, I won't admit to it. So, oh, Force Awakens was all. I thought Force Awakens was all right, and I was like, oh, and I thought, yeah, listen, and it, and, it, and compared to the fucking, compared to obviously the Phantom Menace and all the the, the, the original uh, prequels, um, when George, George Lucas obviously dropped the fucking yeah, fuck, screwed the pooch or whatever. Uh, yeah, I thought Force Awakens was all right, but then obviously the second one was utter dog shit. And then the third one, I added to that, and it was also, yeah. And then, then it sort of sullied, I guess, the reputation of the first. Well, for me, now I suppose it didn't really. I still say the Force Awakens out of the three, that still stands up as being all right. Uh, and then, yeah, it was just the, the next two, the ones that. Well, well Abrams did the first one, didn't he? And then did to pick, to, what they did to pick Skywanker, I can't believe it. Did, was it Ryan? Ryan, what's his Ryan? What's his The prequels from that. Because actually, it's made me think, well, they are the prequels, which I hated at the time, because I was like, it's too much CGI and Jar Jar Binks and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, they... Actually, I think it does carry the narrative forward yes. a bit. It fills in a bit of those gaps. Well, yeah. And actually, the, the like, the last two of those, I know there was only three. There's some good scenes in them. Out of three. Well, actually, I thought they were all right. There's, some, there's uh, some good bits in them, like the spy bit, like in Coruscant or whatever it is. Uh, croissant. In, in Croissant. Yeah. The, 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 the city the city planet, where it's just all city. And there's like Do you little, remember the bit there's a few good set pieces um, in the with first. Keith and Tina in it? Yeah. Oh, fuck, you're going to die. <laughs> What's he getting drunk? Keith and Tina Skywalker. <laughs> 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 Draco Frozen. The original twins. <laughs> yeah. He's just giving up. He was, he, like, he was doing a catalogue look out the fucking window. I bet when you saw those, you were trying to tell me, I mean, me and Ian were sat outside drinking beer to chatting shit during COVID. And he's he, he was trying to explain to me why they they were good and they weren't good. And it's just like, you're not selling any fucking toys for these new films, are you? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but what about the Mandalorian, uh, Draco? I haven't watched it. Hey? He's selling I know watched the one. Sorry, have any of you watched it? Do you say no? I love yeah, it. I've seen I, that. I love it. I think it's Yeah, I like it because it's it's just total fucking like fan cert, like yeah, just doing it fanboy shit. It's just like doing anything, everything you want, all the shit you liked about it, like all yeah, the set what's pieces. Wrong with fan service. No, exactly. Fans, no, yeah, I know. The person that bought all the fucking toys. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I'm like, I, I like it. I can see how people are like. It's like there's the odd one story where I was like, oh, this is becoming a bit formulaic. Like, oh, he meets someone, goes to help him on their planet, and blah blah. But all the set pieces are so good that you're like, ah, oh, you sort of forget that there is sort of. 
But then they've added a bit more story we'll when he's... get around to watching it. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah. They brought it back, though. The story got a bit more compelling because it was... Because there's bits with Gina Carano, you know, the fucking racist bully or whatever, the one who's got fucking chucked off. Um, she's not racist. She just oh, believes in QAnon from a galaxy far, far away. She's a cunt, yeah. Anyway, she... Um, yes, there was one... There was, the epi- there was the first episode with her in it, I think, where I started being like, oh, it's a bit... Kind of not boring, but, like, it was still better than the other Star Wars shit. But yeah, anyway, it got better again. Anyway, I still I like Mandalorian. Yeah, long story short. I would I would say there is. I'll just interject a tiny bit that there is like a new new type of grifter or shill that keeps saying that Kathleen Kennedy is going to get sacked, and they do all these YouTube videos and all that. And yeah. when she first came into it, that what was her name? The career, the one. Sorry, so get sacked. You just said it. Kathleen correct. Kennedy. You said the it. The girl, the woman that got sacked. No, 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 yeah, I said that, but the woman that got sacked from The Mandalorian for being... Oh, Kajina Carano, whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she first came in, they were going, oh, she's just a Mary Sue. And as soon as she started tweeting QAnon shit, yeah. they all went on her side. And then when she said, oh, being a conservative is like being a, a Jew during the Second World War, of course Disney are going to sack her. They're yeah, going, yeah. They're planning this all along. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay. I couldn't it's remember just, what she said. I just thought it was vaguely racist. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to say now about the something. We're still Wars talking League. Star Wars. Yeah, kind of saying about oh, Mandalorian. Yeah, saying... Ian, Ian just jumped in. Look, look, look. I reckon yeah. Ian's got an opinion on this. You, 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 you pulled me out, so I got a death piece. Um, I thought Force Awakens was uh, was okay because it was the extension of what we all grew up with. And yeah. I'm, I'm a, first generation Star Wars prequel, six when I went to see it. it, it changed my life and I was obsessed with it and, and, and without Star Wars I wouldn't be doing what I was doing for a living. You wouldn't be the man um, you are today. It's a proper reboot. Last Jedi was everything that's wrong with um, the world. Last Jedi was so fucking shocking. I left the, I left the cinema just thinking you just fucking ruined everything that I ever loved about fucking Star Wars. It was just toilet. There was there was a couple of decent bits in the movie. There was a couple of decent bits in the movie. But then mm. the problem was that the movie then tripped and chipped its teeth on the curb in the next scene immediately. Like for instance, Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher flying in the, the chip, um, the in the bomber, mm. and um, she falls down the ladder, and you're like, oh, that's really cool. She's going to wake up, and she's going to use the force. The force awakens, etc. And then they kill her, and then they introduce her fucking idiot, simpering cunt sister, and she was so shit that it just ruined the movie. But I'm, it's how we're going to win is by saving the one. Fuck off. Um, and then I think the problem was by the time we got to Rise of Skywalker. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. I mean, so much so, so much so that people didn't go and see Solo because because um, Last Jedi was so shit. Yeah. But Solo was Solo was a decent movie. Solo was a lot of fun. Rogue and One, then obviously. Yeah. Then uh, I'll get to the second And then Rise of Rise of Skywalker. I enjoyed it simply because it was an ending. It needed to end. I didn't care what they were going to do with it, and um, I just I just figured all it really had to do was be better than um, Last Jedi and it would be okay but I really enjoyed it because it was just it was just fun the whole way through and I'd already given up on any form of sensibility or continuity so it didn't matter what they did it was just it was just a good fun movie yeah. it didn't you know it didn't make me love Star Wars anymore any less because um, the prequels and Last Jedi had already fucked 
So yeah, I think Solo was. I thought Solo was really good. I like well, like Willie yeah. Harrelson's character in it. Like the whole duplicity, no matter what, like he's completely amoral. I like that. But I also, yeah, the, in the in the second one where she goes to him as he's escaping, and then she fan, she's like, oh well, you're you're Finn, that famous. Um, so and so, you know, you rebel freedom fighter. Oh, you're you're brilliant. And she's like, you're escaping. I can't believe this. All he had to do was go. Yeah, I'm on a secret mission because I'm that famous re- freedom fighter. And that would have done that. But instead, they played out this completely pointless, ridiculous narrative. Uh, just yeah, I'm with it you there. So it was like a bad EastEnders script, like when you're watching when you're watching a really fucking shocking soap opera, and they get to a point where um, it's right at the end, and the there's a big showdown, and someone's just about to call somebody out for some bullshit, and then something just gets thrown in at the last second, and they say, "What was that you wanted to say?" And so, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just like, what the fuck? You've been building up to this for six episodes, and now you're not going to drop the bomb. It just it was shit. It was just shit. Everything about it was shit. Like Phil Mitchell, Boba Fett. Yeah. If you had kids, I don't know that shit about. No, I didn't want to. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. We can disagree on things, but you know I'm right. If you had kids, maybe the best thing to do would be to show them the first three Star Wars movies, maybe the Mandalorian, and just pretend there's no other Star Wars stuff. Just going, no, no, oh, these Star Wars, Daddy. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. That's nothing to do with it. Yeah, uh, yeah that's basically. You, you can't could, watch those films. You could, and then they'd, they'd have the perfect Star Wars experience then without having to be all confused and pissed off with George Lucas and Ryan Johnson or whatever his fucking name is. Yeah, but the thing is, apart from the first three films, the rest aren't documentaries. So the rest of it is basically what you would call headcanon, very much like a gender reveal party. There's, there's an argument now uh, being made by uh, millennials that the prequels are actually better than the sequels because at least they were all exactly the same. I know. So that was... That. The yeah. fucking bastard yeah. saying that makes me so annoyed. Jar Jar Binks is now great. Go fuck yourself. They were, they were, they were, um, they were consistent in their delivery. Um, there was a flow between all three of the movies. And with the sequels, we, we didn't get that. Yeah, that's, that's, I was going to say to Chris, I, I agreed, it's looking back now, that now, after the, the, the films that I thought, oh, yeah, because the prequels I originally thought were shit, but now the new ones came out, it's like, oh, yeah, the prequels don't look as bad now. You look back at them and go, oh, actually, yeah, they did uh, fill in the gaps. And, do, and yeah, they, yeah, even with Yoda jumping around with Christopher Lee, like, like CGI stuff, like, even that doesn't that seem that bad, scary. like compared to some of the shit that yeah. happened in, like Carrie Fisher yeah, flying, like, like being a ghost and just go, like going, "No, oh, I can do this now." It's like, how did her force powers suddenly enable her just to fly through space? And if she could do that, why not? She, she just, there's lots of shit she could have done to stop everything. If she could fly in space, like with Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, I mean, I mean, they jumped the shot. Just from what you just said, there, I just thought that I remember having certain disappointments with the prequels when I went but I went to see them in the cinema but I do remember even just really enjoying the fucking music the John and William soundtrack oh yeah Jewel of the Fates getting excited whereas after after the second uh, sequel film I said I, I, I didn't even go and watch the last film I said I'm not going I, I used to go to Spain every Christmas and I used to, watch, I used to go and watch Star Wars and it 
like even you know like when they did the what was it called the last jedi you see that and you hear the music and you get fucking excited didn't you like, i'd have it playing in the background now if i could exciting. do it quick enough Anthony, but, yeah even with the prequels when i went to see them it was nice to see that stuff and you hear the music and you get excited in the cinema after that last one i was like yeah fuck you disney yeah um with star wars though wasn't anthony daniels a bit of a cunt c3po how dare you life. I know so over I know six that. million languages. So I, know the about... I, heard he, I heard he was a bit of a creep um, on the set of Oliver the Musical. <laughs> no, 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 no little Johnny joke. Apparently, um, <laughs> glad you found that one funny, Johnny. Oh, he used to be a bit obnoxious and like, oh, do you know who I am? I'm C3PO in the Star Wars films, in like restaurants and stuff, and to shop staff and things like that. Uh, Draco. I know over six million followers. I said Draco, not Johnny. Shut up, Johnny. The problem that the problem that Star Wars um, has um, is that it's been um, it's been put out over forty years, and you, it's comparable to um, comics. It's comparable to comics universes like Marvel or DC because you the, what they started out with done for different reasons in a different generation being sold to a different audience um, who had limited entertainment and now it's uh, it's kind of like the be all and end all everything but at least the saving grace is that um, for the most part for the most part the Mandalorian has kind of like saved their bacon because without the Mandalorian I think that Star Wars would be um, would be dying a horrible death at the moment oh fuck yeah the Mandalorian has rescued it because the Mandalorian it's like Greg was saying it's very formulaic it's very generic and uh, it follows all the classic tropes and uh, cliches from a sci-fi serial but you don't care it lends everything from the 1950s uh, Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers style single episode storytelling uh, with maybe some kind of background but this this had a background this had a storyline and it had a point that they were getting to uh, they've introduced some characters that we thought were possibly dead they've reintroduced some stuff that was considered to not be canon when they rebooted it with Marvel doing the new Star Wars books and the sequels um, so it's actually pretty exciting times yeah. and it doesn't and there's been so many people involved in it so many people here's the other thing as well the reason that people didn't go and see Solo was the reason why a lot of people didn't go and see Ant-Man because people are more interested and more invested in the people that write comics people that make movies so when people hear that it's like oh Sam Raimi uh, didn't want to put Venom in the last Spider-Man movie so the last Spider-Man movie shit I mean the last Spider-Man movie wasn't great and it wasn't as good as the first two movies but it was still funny it is, was a fun movie is that one is this the last Spider-Man movie, movie the one the, is that Homecoming or Vision, isn't it? Is, is, it, it, is it the no, one no. when he when he holds the ship? Mysterio. Mysterio. Before, that's it. I don't think that's not the one with Michael Keaton playing no, the Hawk. That's the first one. No, I don't think Sam I've seen Raimi that one. Films. The last one was Mysterio. Sam Raimi films. Sam Raimi was the original Spider-Man films with Andrew uh, with uh, Toby Maguire. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. So people, people, let me finish it up. Oh, but you're talking about something else. Sorry. We are going to talk about something. With the same, so we had this we had this thing with the uh, Spider-Man movie where everyone said it was going to be shit and so when it came out regardless of it was shit people were talking about it being shit we had the same problem with Ant-Man because Edgar Wright apparently had a big falling out with them and then um, somebody else finished it but Ant-Man was a really fucking fun movie yeah. and I'm, I'm invested 
in the property and the enjoyment of sitting back and kicking back and watching the movie unfold. Yeah. I don't get personal with the guy who made it unless it's a nonce, in which case I want to stamp on his larynx, but that's a different story. And then you get to the same thing with Solo. Solo came off the back of a really fucking shocking movie in Last Jedi, and then they all had a falling out, and then Ron Howard ended up finishing it. But Ron Howard's touch on um, Solo gave us the kind of like dark political undercurrents that some people weren't smart enough to pick up on, but it was fucking brilliant. I loved it. Absolutely fucking loved it. I thought it. Solo was all right as well, I think. I, do, so, I can't remember. So, Rogue One, was, I like Rogue One as well, I think. Rogue One was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Rogue, fucking brilliant. Rogue One's a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah I like Rogue One's I definitely like good. Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue, Rogue yeah I forgot to mention. Yeah, Rogue yeah. One. To be fair, it saves it as well a bit. So, so realistically, it's like the comic. It goes back to the comic uh, comparison. It, comics have spanned over eight decades. Different ownerships, uh, different creators, different genres. You, you just literally cannot please everyone. However, however, you shit is shit. The Last Jedi was shit, and everything yeah. else is kind of like open to interpretation. But the Last Jedi was Barry's busting to go. No, I was just going to say, um, one of the spin-offs that probably would have been quite interesting, going back to Anthony Daniels, was when he pressured George Lucas originally into making the holiday special and wanted to be in it, where he thought it would be a good idea, but Anthony Daniels actually wanted a spin-off Star Wars movie. And I'm not sure if I read uh, that Disney was still looking to make this, but with somebody else obviously playing C-3PO because he's passed away. But one of Anthony Daniels' ideas for the movie was that he had to basically go from... Where does... Is it Endor, where the Ewoks live? Yeah. Yeah, he had to protect the Ewoks and had to take like a... It was like a... I think it's called the Healing Stone or some kind of MacGuffin, like this mystery gem across the universe. But he thought it'd be a good idea if he had lightsaber skills as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, c 3 Yes. So he had got one arm taken off. I don't know if you've seen the Brilliant. Star Wars where he has the red arm. But he has different attachments, sort of like the words. But one of the arms was like a lightsaber arm. Uh, it turns out I'm like the best Jedi as well. Uh, I, so I, I speak six million languages, and I'm like the best Jedi. Well, that would have been and interesting I'm super to hard. see. Yeah, definitely interesting to see. Yeah. There'll be interesting to see C three PO with no, a lightsaber the, the idea, against Darth Vader. The idea was his penis, his penis was a uh, lightsaber, but he never sorry. used it. Younglings. In context this time, though. Yeah, of course it was. Of course it was. So that would have probably changed style. A bit like when Yoda, Yoda had the lightsaber. Yeah, mm. that would have stirred things Watch up. Watch me backflip, you will. Should be some feasible preferences, and we've come full circle again. One thing that was pushed back that he actually thought that it would be good to have R two D two like be able to raise one leg and have a lightsaber shoot out of that leg, but they pushed back on that and said well, that something... wouldn't work. It'd be too difficult to have the robot. Didn't have um, a lot of trouble with R2-D2. Didn't have, was, didn't, was he Mandalorian doing something like that? How many times could R2-D2 fly? How, what? How many, uh, twice. How many it? films could R2-D2 yeah. fly in? Two. Destiny the Daleks? Two. I think it was only the prequels, wasn't it, Ian? Uh, oh, sorry, oh, Draco. Oh, that's a shit, um, shit trivia, Star Wars. Before that, he had jetpacks and he could fly. Bullshit, isn't it? That's a rubbish question about Star Wars. How many people died in the first making the first film? How many Jawas died in making the first film? <laughs> That's a better question. They're real people. They're real creatures. Obviously. Do you know the real tragedy? Sorry, Johnny's drunk. The original Star Wars, the original <laughs> Star Wars trilogy wasn't um, racially diverse, but you look how many Jawas died. Okay, what's the real tragedy? Oh, there, there you go. Put a chish. Uh, uh, I was just saying, we'll have a break because we might want to cut something out. 
then we'll say um, the real tragedy was none of those Jowers got their uh, passports given back to them through the whole of the filming. Funny. There is actually a film that that happened on, and I think it's called, it's a Peter Sellers film called The Ghost of the Noonday Sun. Yeah, when he went out to film on this ship, and yeah. all the passports were taken off of the people acting in the film, I think, and they couldn't. Yeah, I've really, heard about that. Yeah, there's a documentary about it. It's yeah. quite a good film. Yeah, we talked about it before. We talked yeah. about it. So anyway, so anything else anyone wants to mention? <laughs> just trying to wrap it up. No, I'm not. Really I'm, I'm saying yeah. talking points. Really yeah. it's just you, you always sat when you say it like that. Though it always sounds like you're trying to wrap it up. I'm but sure there's a drag character that could be trying to do this on camera and then look how embarrassing. <laughs> there you go. I think, I think I'm done. I, I didn't. I never thought I'd see um, Chris run out of funny stuff to say, but it's been a long night. I know. I'm sorry, sorry about that. Uh, normally, I'd have, I'd have probably drank about four beers whilst we were doing this, but um, I'm on a break from the beer at the moment, so I've been about as amused and as kickable, so uh, maybe next time. Is that because that hit and run? Is that because that hit and run? Yes, it was bad, mate. <laughs> now, as soon as it gets sunny again, you'll be back on the beer, O's, like me and you. Come on in, boys. I said I was having a break, but I didn't say I'd quit. <laughs> Time, gentlemen, please, as we always like to say at the end of every episode. I just yawned and, I just yawned and farted. Don't accuse me of anything. <laughs> Have you got the pub noise? <laughs> Time, gentlemen, please, like a pub bell. No. You don't have to do an outro, mm. don't we? Yeah. Come on, Johnny, we're all waiting for your special outro. So we'll let Johnny go last with the outros, because he always does a big one to finish off with. Uh, Dan probably loves those outros, so it's goodbye from Greg. All oh, right, is it okay? Goodbye from me. <laughs> Bye. It's goodbye from Chris. See ya. It's goodbye from Draco. Thank you for coming, Draco. Suck it, horsey. And it's goodbye from me, Ben, <laughs> and Johnny. Do your big outro of the week. You've been working on all week. Here he comes. It's Johnny Ribey, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, bye, booze bags. Your mum's got a fanny like a two-man tent. Ha <laughs> ha